and we're live. I'm Dan Aguirre, and this is Dan in the past, because Dan is in Central Time. It's 9 o'clock, so if you're not watching now, somehow figure it out and come watch us. <laughs> I just assumed when I set up the stream that it was always Eastern Time. So I set it up for 10 p.m. Eastern Time, but I'm in Illinois, and somehow it knew that the time zone that I was in, and it set it up for 9 p.m. Central Time. So... There is nobody watching right now. Oh, there's one person. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Let's give him a shout out. It is Mark Kazak. What's up, buddy? What's up, Mark? He was on the, uh, he did the game cast with me on the, for the uh, Washington, the first win in almost a year. So oh. <laughs> we got lots to talk about with that. And then finally, for the, like you said, the first time in almost a year, we have something to be optimistic about. We have hope again. Maybe it's just one week and it's fool's gold, but maybe it's not. Guys, everyone in chat, I fucked up because I'm in, I'm in Illinois. I set the, the stream for what I thought was 10 p.m. Eastern time, but apparently it knew my uh, time zone, so it was central time. So it's we're an hour early, so I'm glad you guys caught this mayhem. Mark Kazak, thanks for joining us. Dan, I figured out that you need to stay home for this Raiders game. No, I can't. I, I can't stay home. I, there's too many people to meet. I mean, you're going to be there, right? And and I've never met Chris. I've never met Heidi. Uh, John Buffone's going to be in the house. Uh, uh, the ladies that do the show with Heidi. The uh, I, I don't know how to say their names, obviously. Um, <laughs> pretty ladies, you know, they're going to be there. I, I think I saw them at the barroom event last year. I just didn't meet them per se. But anyway, there's going to be a lot of people there that weekend. So I, I've got to be there and I've got good seats. So we're going to win with me in the house. It's it's going to happen. It's got to. Can we beat Minnesota Sunday? That's a question. I'm confident that we can. We've got, they've got Jefferson is out with a hammy now, possibly. And it's in Chicago. We haven't won a game there since week three of last year. But for years, Minnesota couldn't win in Chicago. I mean, they've they've overtur overcome that in recent time. But I would rather play them at Soldier Field than have to go up there. So, mm -hmm. so there we go. I hope we can win. I cannot follow along during that game. I, I have an overtime shift. I'm working eight to four, so I'm going to have to just turn my phone off and watch the game the way you had to last year after it's over, and hope that nobody ruins it for me. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, next week we won't be doing a show, Dan, because uh, I mean, I'm going to have Chris here and I'm going to be staying where there is like very uh, shitty Internet. So I'll be lucky to even be able to do anything if I can there. Um, I'm going to have to probably go to a different location to do our Thursday show if we do do it. So um, next week is kind of uh, up in the air for BCP just because Chris Watts is in town. And there's a lot going on, and there's very, very minimal Northern Illinois uh, internet uh, coverage. So the, we probably won't be doing this next next Monday, just so you know. Well, if you end up doing it on Thursday, maybe I can uh, chime in, especially if you have Chris on, too, live from America, for God's sake. Yeah. Well, we'd love to have you. You can hop in for sure, yeah. I, I thought when you started this, I, I don't know if we were on yet or if we were just talking in general, when you said that the lady, Lynn, uh, you were like, yeah, Lynn's 
And I, my head went straight to the gutter. I was like, she's trying to find him a woman. She's looking for a woman for him. That's fantastic. <laughs> Is there any progress on that? We have to get Chris a girlfriend while he's here. Cliff Victoria's buddy, uh, Curtis, was like, yeah, you know, I heard Dan was talking about that. And like, we got to make sure we get him laid when he's here. I'm like, how are we going to do that? <laughs> we'll get some strippers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is he friends with Bill Clinton? That's the answer right there. <laughs> he he always knows where there's some pussy, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hillary's. Yeah. From the street that my uh, family grew up on. So uh, maybe we can work that out. <laughs> All right, Cliff. It's up to you then. Get Bill Clinton. <laughs> to get chris a lady that would be uh i'm sure he would uh that would definitely make his his his, his day or his life right his trip it would be the trip of a lifetime dude he could talk about he went to america saw two bears games and got laid <laughs> how about that that's right. a story and especially if the bears could win both of those games both games two wins and he got both. laid yeah What's that would be there? the most fantastic thing of all time did somebody press that button to make that happen? That was weird. <laughs> there was like balloons flying up in my face. The see, it? that's a sign that Chris is like going to make us win and he's going to get laid somehow. We, we have to figure it out. Yeah. Let's do that shit. Uh, this is the cold open, Dan. So oh, we got to hit the intro then. Let's just kick this shit off, bro. Bears country. Where is it? Down with BCP. Down with BCP. Down with BCP. Down with BCP. Dan, is that better? Yeah, I I just want to jump in, if that's all right. Oh, this right was on. the biggest game of Justin Fields' career. This yes. game in Washington, all, all the scrutiny from people like me, I, I don't want to put you in the same category, but people that I, I, I'm a big fan of them, I have been a big fan of them, but I doubted him. I did doubt him. I was like, well, he, you know, he threw that pick. Against Denver, that's what he always does in the clutch. I want him to be good, but he just is. He doesn't have it. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. And with all that in mind, on the road, and his whole career up in the balance, and it's not salvaged entirely, but it was the the a huge first step in that direction. So for Justin to tune out all that noise and vitriol and the nervous anxiety, not winning a game in a year, and to just come out and 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 play big, man. I, I love him. I want him to be successful. I'm not flip-flopping in that aspect. I've never stopped rooting for him. Yeah, I wish I, I did doubt him, Mr. Mayhem. I'll, uh, big ups to you for always believing in him. I thought, man, this is going to be another jersey that I just, in three or four years, I'm like, ah, look at those Justin Fields jerseys. Put them right beside Mitch Trubisky and Rex Grossman, you know? That's where I kind of thought this was headed. And maybe it still is, but I would love for him 
to to be the franchise and to to win uh, just a, a plethora of games, get us in playoff contention, and give Eberflus credit too, man, because I was definitely on the fire this bum, you know, and and he came out blitzing. He knew his fucking job was on the line. I believe that, and he came out. And he said, look, they expect us to be in this fucking soft zone. We're going to blitz all night. I don't care who gets hurt. We're going to keep blitzing. And I thought, God damn, where's this guy been? He he threw all, he, I mean, look, it got tight. It was the closest 20 point game I've ever been a part of, but give Flus and, and Fields credit. Uh, they came out and gave us the best that they could do. And we got to win and let's do it again. What we saw was a building upon of what we saw the week before, right? He, if he didn't have that Hail Mary to uh, end the, the first half, right? he would have been 24 for 24. He would have crushed the record by nine extra receptions. And the, the, the buildup was starting there, it seemed like, right? And now here we get to this game and we see the up performance from the offense i was like where has to me i've equated it to it just took a hot minute for the 202 offense to start to kick in and here we are now it's starting to click for him and i think it's i'm hoping that it's going to continue to build on this from here on out there's still a couple of things i'm worried about um i assume and again i don't know but i assume if they activated at least designated Kramer for return. Maybe that's a bad sign that Lucas Patrick is in concussion protocol and maybe is going to be out. And that I've been saying this for five years, Cody Whitehair at center scares the shit out of me. It's scarier than any of the exorcist films I've ever seen. I can tell you that I haven't watched a new one yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but those high snaps, if it wasn't Justin Fields, if that had just been white bread Peterman back there, I mean, that goes way over his head. And that he's got, man, just put the mullet in there is what I was thinking. Put the fucking mullet in there. You can't risk blowing this game with all these bad snaps. And, God, I got into an argument with Phil Atoshin back in the day when he's he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, there's a plethora of high snaps from this man. It's constant. And he, he's like, uh, he, he act like I was making that up. Yeah, Feeney, you put the mullet in there, man. I, I have no faith in white hair at all. Not at guard or center, but especially not center. Did you yeah. see all those high snaps? Yeah, there were yeah, yeah. The one to uh the the where he, he caught up high like this and then right. and sing it off to uh Herbert, yes. I mean, but he is better at at blocking after the snap. Than Luke or uh, Patrick is right. Lucas Patrick. That is what all the PFF people uh, say, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. People that watch the video and break it down, allegedly, he's better at blocking than Lucas Patrick, but his snaps are terrible, <laughs> and he always says these high ones when it's like, oh, it's third and three. Well, it's time for a high snap. I don't know, man. It scares me to death. The one thing I was bitching about in addition to those snaps, because I don't know if you've really paid that close attention to everything I said, because you do a lot of shows, but I've been pounding the drum for Foreman, man. And when we need him, he's act he's not active. And you got to give Blazing Game uh, some props because, I mean, this dude had three carries at his whole life. 
in the NFL, and he managed to do okay enough to help us run the clock and not fumble. But goddamn, you got you know Roshan in, in protocol with the concussion, and then you got the injury with uh, Cleo Herbert, and then the guy we got from the Seahawks got a, a concussion or alleged allegedly got a concussion on special teams, and we had no backs. Right. I mean, that's why. I mean, what is Valus really doing? Valus goes back there, and there's a touchback every kick. I I don't think Valus has an a, an actual kickoff this entire season. No, <laughs> every so kick he's been a touchback. Well, and he's had one or two end rounds. Dude, Foreman should have been active. We shouldn't have been in that situation, but we survived. I would imagine Foreman will be starting for us against Minnesota, though. Probably they well they signed Darrington Evans too. Right. That means Roshan's probably got a concussion and we know Herbert's out for two or three weeks. That's an interesting thing though with Evans. So again, he was here before. If for some reason, let's say everybody got healthy again, like we'd have to cut him, right? And he would go back to Miami because he has to be on our active list or he goes back to the Dolphins. Is that right? Is that how that works? Wait, ask the question again. So we got him off the practice squad of the Dolphins. So if he's not on our active roster, we forfeit him back to Miami, right? So what I'm saying is Herbert's going to get healthy at one point. Roshan's going to get healthy at one point. So at that at that juncture, does Evans go back to the Dolphins? Because we're not going to keep him on the active roster with everybody when everybody else is healthy. But because know. we because we got him off a practice squad, I think he goes back to the Dolphins at that point, right? I'm not sure how that works. If they if we play him if we put him on the active roster for a week or two, and then cut him, you're saying he goes back to the Dolphins? I'm not that's sure. What, that's my question. I, I'm not 100 percent certain on that because I don't think we could just put him back on the practice squad. Uh, I think he would go back to Miami, but maybe I'm mistaken on that. Who was the guy that we drafted? Um, a few. Uh, it was around the Trubisky era. I think he was an undrafted uh, rookie uh, free agent. He was a running back, and he he we put him on the practice squad. He had like lightning speed, and he ended up getting picked up by like the Ravens or the Steelers. The Steelers, uh, White. His last name was White. Start with a K. What didn't something K White? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, could yeah something White, Kadarius White or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I. I don't think he he didn't get a lot of action. I think we had him returning kicks here or there, and then yeah, then he went to the Steelers, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the Steelers. Yeah, Dan, let's get to the to everyone in chat here. They're starting to show up here. Jay Sanders, Mister Mayhem, Mo Beerman, Mark Kazak, Cliff Victoria, Foster was in there in the beginning. Thanks for joining us, guys. I guess I'll get to meet Cliff coming up too, right? He's still going to be in the house uh, for the Raiders game. Yes, he is. He's coming in Friday, the twenty, the twentieth, the twentieth. Yes. So maybe I'll get to meet uh, him on the twenty-first or twenty-second. Then. Yeah. Well, you'll definitely see him at the game. Right. Would you, would you like to tailgate with us? I am gonna be with Heidi, and she desperately wants to meet Bear Man, who I've had the privilege to meet. And she she wants to meet everybody. So wherever Heidi wants to go, I'll be. Uh, and of course, I'd I'd love to spend time with you all. Uh, she wants to be there the moment the gates open. I guess which is what ten a.m. Central. Mm -hmm. 
and wants to just talk to everybody. So yeah, I would love to, to be with her and with you all and uh, have a hot dog or whatever the fuck you are cooking, man. I'd be, I'd be down, man, for sure. All right. So we're going to be uh, tailgating with uh, Cliff Victoria's crew. Um, we'll, uh, I'll, we'll talk about that uh, leading up to that week. Cause I'm getting down there. We're actually, I'm going to stay in a hotel that night in Chicago, just so I can get up early and get down there for tailgating. Cause tailgating, it starts early and it's a lot of fun, man. There's games and food and just drinking and banter and friendships. And you make, you make friends with everyone around you. And it's, 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 it's fun. And, and girls, notorious TBG. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you would love it, Dan. If you've never done it, you have to do it at least once. So why not now? Yeah. I've never, pardon me. Pardon me. I always want to go in. I'm sorry. I had to cough. I want to go in and watch the bears warm up and stuff, but I know how important this is to Heidi. So I'm going to just tag along with her. So yeah, I mean, plus I'd like to spend time with you as well. Uh, but normally I do just want to get into the stadium and just start watching like what's Santos doing today. How's those kicks looking, you know, like, uh, are they, are they showing fire thus far? Yeah, but the tailgating starts way early. We're going to be starting at like 9 o'clock. You know, 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. So you get into the stadium when it opens at, you know, what, 11 or something? 10.30, 11? I think it opens uh, two hours before kick. So I think it's at 10. I'm going to – I think I'm staying with Aldo the night before. I was going to take a lift uh, down there real early, like 8, 8.30 or something, and and meet up with Heidi. You might be doing Chris Watts then. Oh, no. So Chris Watts, I think, no, he's staying at Aldo's that Saturday night before the Raiders game. Yeah. So maybe Chris could ride with me then uh, with a lift to to get us downtown because I'm probably just going to get a lift to go straight to Heidi's hotel, but we can walk to Soldier Field from Heidi's hotel. This is going to be great, man. I mean, like, you know, it's my third game this season. But I mean, you know, I had my fr- I had Sylvester with me, which was cool, and I had Jay with me, which was awesome as well. And the first week, but you know, we didn't. I, I saw Ron. I met my guy Ron, but for the most part, nobody else was there. You know that I knew. So this is going to be awesome. That like everybody's going to be in town, man. It's just uh, like I said, uh, yourself and Cliff and Chris Watts and Heidi and John Buffone. Obviously, anytime I spend with Aldo is is great as well. So. I'm really looking forward to it, man. And I know she wants to meet Greg Braggs too, but I think he's doing that stuff with CHGO where you have to pay to meet him. And look, I love Greg. He's nice to me, but I don't know if I want to pay $70 to meet him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Notorious beat uh, TBG is asking a question. Do you think it's a coincidence that we start playing well once we decided to get rid of Claypool and our first win coincides with trading him? I'll let you go. I, you know, I don't, it's easy to kick him on the way out and there's gotta be something else to him. It can't just be, uh, you know, he thinks his talents are being used right or utilized. Maybe we'll never know, but it reminded me of that, that trade that we had with Thomas Jones to the jets. When we was like, we traded a pick and Thomas Jones to like move up just a couple of picks or something. I was like, what, what they traded a seventh round pick and Claypool for a sixth rounder. I mean, I know we we're desperate to get rid of him, but come on, man. Wasn't he worth just a six round straight up? We had to give up a seventh for them. It just felt like they just wanted to cut all ties with him. 
uh, you know, it, it's going to go down as the second worst trade in the modern era. It, it still can't top Rick Meyer. We gave up a first round pick for Rick Meyer, and he did not even throw a single touchdown in a Bears uniform. Not one. <laughs> God, I know. At least Claypool caught one. Literally one, and we didn't win a single game with either guy in the lineup. So that had to be the worst trade in history, right? Of, of the Bears, Rick For, Meyer. Yeah, first round pick, uh, and a guy doesn't even throw a touchdown for us. And I think we had like the fourth pick in the draft or something that year. It was significant. I forget exactly. Well, they were seven and nine in '96. Maybe it wasn't that high. Maybe I'm misremembering. But either way, it was a first round pick, and this was the second round pick for Claypool. I hate that it didn't work out for whatever reason. I can't, I don't want to take a shot at him and say, well, as soon as he leaves, we win a game. And that is the coincidence, though. But, you know, switching gears momentarily doesn't it seem like, because uh, obviously DJ and, and Fields are just unbelievable together. But man, it seems like he, he's really off when it comes to Mooney. Either it's Mooney's fault or his fault. There's always like, ooh, it's just like a, a, a half inch away or. A little bit too high, a little bit too low. It's just Mooney's Mooney needs to step up if we're going to win some games. There was a couple of passes in that game, right? There was one that was kind of deep down the right hash mark, and Mooney turned around and tried. It almost looked like he was it was going to be a one-handed catch again, like the like the Vikings game where he was yeah like, yeah and falling back, but he just missed it. Then there was the the one in the corner of the end zone. So yeah, I mean, I I see what you're saying there. There's kind of a uh, a disconnect there. He's got his new best friend in DJ Moore now. Yeah. And uh, so, all right. So DJ's obviously number one, clearly, right? And Mooney's clearly number two. But uh, beyond that now, I mean, what do we got? We got Velas. We got the, the kid, number 13. We just drafted. What's his name again? I always fucking forget his name. Uh, he was returning. Taylor, Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott. And obviously, Valus. Who, who, who am I forgetting? Uh, uh, the the kid that's run, turning the punts back. We don't even put him in on offense. So who's the other active receiver? Somebody else. Oh, St. Brown. St. Brown got hurt the other night too. Hurt his hamstring. Mm -hmm. So let's assume St. Brown's out. Just for for some. Let's say he's out the next game. Who's your number three receiver? Is it Valus? Why? Why are not more balls getting thrown to Velas? Where's the quick slants? I feel like I feel like Velas could just take a quick slant to the fucking house. Something, man. Somebody else has got to step up. I mean, especially, you know, if if St. Brown's out, we need someone to block. And he had a good catch against the Broncos. Um, I just I worry that it, I guess they they can double team. DJ moving forward, and if Mooney's not playing the way we want him to play, who else is open? And maybe it's Komet then, but the number three receiver really needs to step up too. That's why I wasn't so gung-ho about trading Claypool. I was like, you know, I know that it hasn't been a good fit, but I mean, we need depth, right? We need good players, and even if he hasn't actually shown that he's worth the second round pick. We know that he's got talent. He, he, he couldn't be the high of a pick by Pittsburgh if he would just didn't have any talent. So I, I'm not a fan of just throwing away assets just to get rid of them. But but if they know something I don't, obviously, maybe it was a good move. But I, I still am worried that we need more depth at wide receiver now since we 
what do we get for him? You know? Right. You're, you are correct about that. We do because he was one of the guys that was in the mix to in the beginning to, it looks like he was going to be one of the top guys, right? They were giving the ball a, a lot in training camp. People were talking about how well he was playing in training camp. And then he comes out and kind of shits the bed, you know, missed a bunch of just awful blocks against the Packers and so on and so forth. The next team, the next team, then this shit happens. So, uh, you know, it, it's for, for one thing. Uh, yeah, we gave up what what amounts to the 32nd pick in the draft, but it, it was a gamble that could have worked out great and it didn't. So at least to get something back for him is good. Moving on from that. To what uh, to answer your, like the the topic here, who fills that position? Yeah, I mean, is it Tyler Scott? Is it Valus Jones? I mean, what is up with Valus Jones that they can't like put him in on meaningful downs? Why can't they run that quick that quick slant to him? Remember the play with um, oh god, it was uh, it was against the Packers. It was the guy last year. It was like a just a quick boom. It was like um, uh. Who was, a, was one of our just no name wide receivers last year that was fast, and he just caught that quick one and was gone for a touchdown down the left sideline? Pringle? Like, oh, no, no. Um, so, geez, Ingman. Um, um, you guys help me out. Yeah, Bird. Wait, thank wait. you, DJ Bird. Oh, yeah, Demir Bird. Demir Bird with his four two speed. Where is Valus Jones? That was two years ago, wasn't it? Uh, might have been. But where, Sorry to where, interrupt. Where is Valus Jones on that play? That is a Valus Jones play. With If he's got 4-2-9 speed, that's a Valus Jones play. If all he's good for is kickoffs, then move on. Well, you can't move on from him now because we've already lost Claypool. Like, Who else do we have? Well, yeah, you're, they're, they're going to be moving on from him after this season, I would imagine, right? And suddenly we need another wide receiver, and it felt like we had, man, we got three solid receivers, and and now we don't. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a solid, a solid number one. I mean, I thought that anyway, but god damn, like the dude is balling, man. And and I'll argue that one play where they called him out on the sideline was bullshit. They didn't even really give us a replay, but it did not look like he was out at all. It did not, but uh, Swifty pointed up. Uh, if you do not follow Swifty, check him out, of course. But uh, he posted a, a the, the sideline view where his foot was actually out of bound. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, and it, it pissed me off, too, because why didn't they show that replay during the game? It was ridiculous. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go to it. You're right. So, but the fact that he was out of bounds did make me feel better about it um, because they were not showing the play. And it made you wonder, like, what are we? Is this a conspiracy again? And what the fuck is? What are we up against here? <laughs> you know. But I, I just think that they have got to try to do something with Fellas Jones, man. They have got to try to do something with him because he's not just a kickoff returner. And if he is, then it's a wasted roster spot. That could be Tyler Scott, or that could be even uh, Trenton Taylor. Well, like I said, I don't think he's had an actual return all season. Every kick has been a touchback, I, well, as far right. as I recall. Lester Wiltfong and I talked about on, on the PSF game cast. He's like, I wish, and I'll 
put me in there for that much money a year to watch every ball sail over my head five times a game. <laughs> I'm like, have ah. you seen how happy Velas looks when he doesn't have to take it out? He kind of like, you know, the way I would like, you know, pump your fist if you got a first down or something. Oh, yeah. That's the way he does sometimes when it's a fucking touchback. Yes. He's like, I'm so glad I didn't have to run this out. Like, where's Cordero Patterson when we need him, man? Is he still <laughs> with the Falcons? Uh, where is he? I don't know. Remember, he had a kickoff return basically to beat us at the game you were at last year. As a member of the Falcons, of course. Cordero Patterson, where is he? Let's see. He is plays for the Falcons still. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still with the Falcons. Notorious saying, yep, Falcons. Thank you, Notorious. I turned down the sound because Kamel is on with the Mannings. <laughs> I don't understand the Manning thing. I just uh, you know, let's assume it was the Bears on, for example. Why do I want to watch the Mannings talk about something other than the game? Right. If I'm a fan of that team, why the fuck do I want to listen to the Eli and Peyton talk about gibberish instead of the game? I don't understand. I just do not understand the appeal of that show. I know it's a hit. I know I'm in the minority, but why is it? Maybe if you maybe it's a matchup you don't like. Then you're like, ah, oh, I'll just listen to Peyton and Eli, I guess. I, I, I don't know. What, what's happening in that game? Is Green Bay losing? I hope so. Uh, last uh, score was 13-10, I think, from chat. I'm going to look it up now. Go Raiders. Uh, fucking hate Green Bay. Let's see. It's 17-13 Las Vegas. Fourth quarter with 14-56 remaining. Go Las Vegas. Still so weird. I wanted to say everything in my fucking soul wanted to say Oakland right there, but I caught myself. Raiders just scored. Oh, thank you. Thank you, PJ. <laughs> that was PJ in the background. <laughs> yeah. He said he didn't want to be on the show, but yet he's on the show. Yeah, he comes in to give us his, <laughs> uh, his voice. and, and The voice from terrible. God terrify everybody because nobody knew where that fucking like deep voice is coming oh 17 to 3 vegas <laughs> what was that all about so okay what's detroit's record then where, where are we at in the north here so minnesota's also one and four correct uh yes all right so if green bay what what are, let me look at the stats or the standings uh are we in this thing is what i'm trying to get at uh, uh let's see uh I think the Lions are five and one, dude. Well, I they're four and one. Okay, if Green Bay loses, they're two and three, but essentially have a two game lead on us because they beat us head to head. But um, you know, if we beat Minnesota, then we're out of the cellar, and then we're just a game behind Green Bay. Maybe they lose next week, and and you know, we got two games. Detroit still to go. Wouldn't that be something to actually have it be a game against Detroit where it was like we we we're on a comeback? And that'd and be they, great. And and now it's not the Packers, it's Detroit, and it's something to look forward to. Cause you, you like you know that if you if you're playing the Packers in a meaningful game, you might as well just caught chalk it up as a loss. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be at Denver on Sunday. Maybe the Broncos can beat them since they got us. 
Uh, and then how about this? Green Bay's next two games at Denver and then hosting Minnesota. So maybe we beat Minnesota, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe Denver beats Green Bay and then Minnesota and, Gr- and Green Bay, one of them is going to lose that next week. So if we can win the next two games, we're in it. Yes, for sure. Dan, I just want to uh, expound on this run of fuck Green Bays from the chat. Fuck Green Bay. Fuck Green Bay again. Uh, fuck Green Bay again from Mark. I and- applaud everyone who feels that, who types that. And, you know, I, I, I agree 100%. Fuck Green Bay from Cliff and fuck Green Bay from Frank Hex. Great to see you, Frank. Uh, new t- uh, First time chat member, uh, from my knowledge. So thanks for joining us, man. Great to see you. Uh, Cliff Victoria talking about uh, Jimmy Kilman when he was on the man show. You ever watch that? <laughs> girl, girl, yeah, girl. like 20 years ago. I mean, I wasn't a fan of it, but I, I saw an episode or two of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I like about this last win was it the, the previous loss was so close, and it wasn't really the offense that failed us as much as the defense, right? Right. Uh, yeah, the offense could have stepped up. It, when it counted in, in the end, but it's still a young team learning how to win at that point. And then boom, they get this big win, right? I mean, this, this was huge. 40 fucking points. When's the last time you can remember 40 points scored by the bears? Insert your answer now. Cause I know, you know, it. I remember they scored over 40 in with Jay against the Rams in like 2015. He threw like a couple screen passes to Jeremy Lankford and Forte that went back to the house that's like the last time I can remember for over 40. I don't know. Maybe Did they score 40 against Washington in 2019? Maybe. Mm, I don't remember. On a Monday night when yeah. Trubisky was throwing the ball really well in week three uh, of 19. I don't know. It's been a while, man. You know what? The most, the, the thing that other, obviously I'm rooting for Justin, but the defense, I mean, we already went into the game without Gordon and without Jalen Johnson and and uh, without Eddie Jackson. And then people are just dropping like flies. I don't even know who number 30 was. I legitimately don't know who number 30 was. And he was playing at the end of that game uh, in the secondary. So, there, I mean, we had basically guys that would normally not even be on the team without, barring injury that was playing at the end in that fourth quarter. So, so big. I have so many big ups and and uh, it just props for the Bears' defense to survive that with such. I mean, I don't want to say scrubs because that's goddamn. It's it's so insulting. But but I don't even know who number thirty is. That's the point. Who's out there? Who knows? But they found a way to win it. I'm gonna give you everybody hurt. But Kyler Gordon, hopefully, hopefully Kyler will be will be back against Minnesota, even if it's with the club on his hand. Number 30 is Joe Joquan Williams. No clue who that is. No clue. <laughs> was he there in the in the preseason? Or did we get him from a practice squad? Where did this guy come from? He's a fifth-year player out of Vanderbilt. He's 6'3, 212 defensive back. I, well, I'm I, glad he helped solidify the win that night. And and uh Jalen Jones, who I thought you know did well last year, all things considered. I think he's number 31. He was in there at the end. Uh, that number 32 has played good football this year as well, but he got hurt. 
So a lot of these guys, I mean, at the very least, we're, we should be creating some pretty good depth back there. Well, yeah, 32 was, uh, that's Terrell Smith, the rookie yeah. fifth-round pick. So, I mean, him him playing, he, he actually has played well for a, a player drafted that low. Yes. So, I mean, this is all good. Exp the fact that we got a win like that when, what, we had two defensive starters playing like you were saying? What, and uh, then everybody else still was, they still had like two more guys hurt in the secondary. It's like they had nobody back there except Stevenson at that point. Yeah, no. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully Jalen Johnson and Stevenson are starting against the Vikings. Maybe Kyler's in the slot. Maybe Eddie Jackson comes back. Eddie Jackson is, uh, I think he has been cleared. No, Kyler Gordon and Braxton Jones have been taken off of IR. Right. So that's good news. I don't think Braxton can play until the Raider game, though, but Gordon's eligible to play against Minnesota. And uh, Kramer, Doug Kramer's eligible to play now against Minnesota, the center. Oh, okay. He's a guy that's like, he, he's a little bit small and gets pushed around a lot, and he's been injured a lot already in his, in his small career. So I, I'm just not, he's not somebody that's in my cards on this team in the future. Well, you, you never know. I mean, especially when you got White Air has to be in his last year with us. And if he can't get the snap down, I mean, maybe you go to the mullet, but maybe Doug Kramer ends up playing. Who knows how long Lucas Patrick's out this time? I like the continuity. If Patrick's ready to go, I would want to play him. But the fact that Kramer was activated to me probably says that he's hurt. Like he must have a concussion. Was it uh, Greg Gabriel that said when somebody goes in a uh, concussion protocol, they're out for like an additional week now as a standard for the NFL? Well, I didn't. I, I haven't listened to Greg's show today. Uh, I slept oh, late, I cleaned my house, and I came to work. No, it was last week. It was like, uh -oh. yeah. They are normally missing a, at least one game now is what Greg said. Oh, we have the voice from God coming out of nowhere. Thanks, PJ. So so if that's the case, then Roshan's out against Minnesota too. But then, but then again, you sort of have a week and a half off because of the Thursday night game. I wonder if they take that into account because you have extra days. Good question. But the, yeah, good, 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 good question. Yeah. I'm well, glad Foreman's, I'm glad Foreman's there though. I really believe in Foreman. I think he runs hard. And we, we could have definitely used him in Washington, but I think against Minnesota, he can show everybody what, what he's made of, man. I, I really like that guy. Me too. Mark Kazak, the Bears have to win against Minnesota. If, Mark, you know how much it's it's like the work that's been put into making a GoFundMe for Chris Watts and bringing this guy out from fucking Yorkshire, England, and you know, coming, driving up here to Illinois and staying at two different family, my mother's house first. And then my aunt's with Chris, because she has a bigger house and a bigger piece of property where we can have a lot of fun and just moving around working while I'm trying to also work from home until Chris comes here. Then I have the rest of the, the time off, but like, just, you know, going through all of this just to make this happen for Chris and him having to go get his, passport and go through all this shit and get on a plane and fly here nine hours away and 
blah, 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 blah. They better fucking win. I'll tell you that much. They Definitely better. the Raiders. Definitely the Raiders. We need to win that game because I'm going to be there and I'm tired of losing in person. You, uh, you know, a bad anniversary today, by the way. One year ago today is when Sw Smith Morissette got stripped when we were driving in Minnesota. One year ago today. At least it wasn't one year ago the same day of the like of the next Vikings game. That'd be yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, did you see that? Uh, I I didn't see his presser. I read this on X or Twitter, or whatever. When I woke up, I I didn't get out till like three three p.m. Eastern because again, I work evenings and midnight. I don't know if you saw this, but evidently, Eberflus admitted that he might be bringing in someone to help with the defense that's been in the league for a while. That's not in the league now. And uh, it's apparently not going to be Rod Marinelli, but I wonder who it's going to be then. Hmm. Could it be Lovey Smith? <laughs> I know here last week you were telling me how much I love Lovey. So you love Lovey. You love Lovey, 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 Lovey. You love lo you Lovey, Lovey. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, I don't think it would be Lovey, but. I wonder who it would be, though. Maybe somebody he has ties with with the Colts. I don't know. It's got to be a cover two guy, though. Obviously, it has to be. And I'm trying. I've been trying to think about who fits that mold. Lovey Smith is the well. They already said that Rod Marinelli is out because he's he's happy in his retirement. So then, my listen, I am not. A, a proponent for bringing lovey back i i know if lovey dropped his peck around your on your cake you would lick this frosting off of it <laughs> i i didn't realize how much you dislike lovey smith until now i don't <laughs> and i just don't i i i told you this last week i don't want i don't i'm, I'm not for like reliving old you know it it it, it was great. You never wanted to go fuck a, an ex-girl after you broke up? You're like, man, I'd like to ha hit that pussy one more time. You never did that? Oh, of course I have. Okay, this is like bringing, the, bringing a hot-ass girl back in. Somebody that took us to a Super Bowl, Jack. I've also made my way through all the all the, girl that, all the girls that were friends, too. Very, very similar to this. But it, 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 to me, Lovey Smith is washed up. He is... He is gray and old, and his his philosophy doesn't fit anymore, and that's probably why we're seeing Fluce's philosophy not fitting anymore. Hey, so but he I, was blitzing against Washington. I hope he keeps that up. Yes, he was. When you have two sacks in four weeks, and then you get five in one game, I mean, dude, keep it up. Yeah. But Man, I think Les Frazier's – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was yeah. going to say, I think Les Frazier's uh, – he left Buffalo for, like, personal problems, though. Isn't he still under contract with the Bills? I've heard that, yes. I, I do not know for a fact, but I, I have heard that, yes. I believe he is. I mean, who else – But otherwise, th that's good. I mean, that would be an ideal kind of person. Maybe Herman Edwards. Herman Edwards is from that same scheme, and I don't know what he's doing now. Oh no, her no, her members. He's in the he's in the college ranks, isn't he? I don't know what he's doing anymore. He's the head coach in, in college, I think. I thought he got fired. How about how about oh destroyer? How about Rex Ryan? Who said who said that before you? He was agreeing. 
I'll take some Rex Ryan. He's got his veneers and his toe, his toe sucking lips uh, on the ESPN <laughs> set, though. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> his teeth, like, I don't know what's wrong with it. They have to be veneers. Listen, you want to suck Heidi's toes. So, what does it matter if we get a, a defensive coordinator that likes to suck toes? <laughs> you know, all honesty, I don't think Fluce is maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misjudging him. I don't think he'll bring somebody in that is a threat to his gig. And Rex Ryan would be and Lovey would be. Yes. He's gonna bring in somebody who's too old to coach or something like there's no way you could hire him. You know, that's my opinion. It'll be somebody that's like, ah, yeah, he hasn't been in the league since 2006. Something like that. <sighs> but maybe he surprises and says, I'm confident in my gig. That the mo One of the most endearing things I heard that made me really want to root for Eberflus, and I've not been a big fan of his. I liked him better than a, another ex-coach. But David Kaplan said last week, like he's been sleeping at House Hall. He hasn't even been going home. Wait, like, who Fluce hasn't? Yeah, Kaplan said that Fluce has been sleeping in Chicago or Lake Forest at the facility, you know, and not even going home. That's how like how much he's put into this. So it's hard for me to to not hear that and think, man, he's really putting his ass a I mean, leaving his wife behind and stuff and trying to win us a game, man. So it makes me want to root more for him. Like, you know, he's 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 dedicated. It's not like he's not putting in the effort here. Yeah, man. I mean, you, the guy is clearly giving his effort. You, you almost feel bad for him, right? Because going into this Chicago media and having to deal with the the, the poisonous, like, questions that just set you up for the next one and then you're not ready for it and you 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 eventually try to adapt to that as a coach right and you okay I, i've got this right i got this and then they sling out the question on you like right at the end of the what the the broncos loss about chase claypool and he's just like you know and you're like oh god i feel bad for the guy they threw him off you know it's like <laughs> Yeah, did you hear what Field said? It kind of goes with what, what you were saying about the media. He goes, I, I forget the question, but it was about Chase. And Fields was like, yeah, they caught him. They got him when he was vulnerable, and, and yeah. he, he spoke what he, he really felt. But, I mean, the, he essentially said, yeah, that was the media's fault. I don't know if I can blame Courtney Croner for that. It, or, I mean, that's her job is to ask questions, though. And it's not like she released the whole transcript too, trying to say like, "Hey guys, if you're saying I was going for a gotcha moment, here's the whole transcript." You know, he had time to reflect, and I don't know, I don't know whose side to take on that. But either way, I, I'm rooting for Ibrahimovic now to to somehow turn this around and you know make us be like, "Dude, this is our guy. I want he, I want he and Justin Fields to be here." It's like on one hand, you you got to hand it to, to the Chicago media because they are so savvy. They know how to like lather up the the interview and then bada boom, bada bing, drop the question that like throws them off, especially in the locker room compared to when they're at the media, you know, center in the, in the booth with the mic. Right. So on one hand, you have to give them credit for that. But on the other hand, it's like you 
by asking these questions, you are damning the team to the fans. And if you just, and the fans are wanting you to ask these questions and every one of us is going just ask the question, just ask the question. And then they do. And then they get vilified for the answer. And then we're all sitting back here like as fans going, fuck you, you asshole in the media for asking that question when all of us wanted them to ask that question. And they did. And that's the media Chicago, because it's, it's almost, it's, it's almost more, uh, magnifying for the Bears than it is for the Giants in New York, and certainly more for the Jets, right? The Giants are the bigger team in New York, but the Bears are the only team in Chicago. Whereas right. New York and Los Angeles, they have multiple teams. So the so the single team in the second biggest market has got this media that is like trying to back the fans, right? And the fans want to hear these questions and then they get the answers and then they get pissed off at the answers when they got the their question asked. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a double-edged sword really. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, especially with the Claypool thing. Again, there's probably something that I don't know or that you don't know that none of us knows that would be the catalyst for that trade. But if it was just what he said on that Friday, then man, the bears really need to be less sensitive about criticism. Because mm-hmm. the guy just, you know, the way I interpret it again, he was just saying like, I don't think that they're using me to my talents. And if you're Chase Claypool, if you just have some empathy for a moment, the dude's playing for money. I mean, if you were him and you, you, your stats were so bad, you, you'd have to think I'm better than what my output is. It must be their fault. Somebody's fault. You got to believe in yourself, right? Right. But then if you have the humility to look at and you know your own plays on the field and you go, oh, I didn't block that screen for fucking shit. So maybe I don't, you know, deserve that much money that I'm looking for. And maybe I am maybe I'm being used and maybe his thinking is that he's being used incorrectly because, well, you know, I can't block. So don't put me in on a screen block. Maybe that's what it is, because if if he can't fucking block a screen like that. And you know it as a coaching staff. Why would you put him in the block to block a screen? If you're going to run a bunch of screens and uh, lateral passes that game, then you should just in, make him inactive and put in EQ, right? I guess so. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I I don't know why you couldn't have had both. I guess it just seems like you could have Valus inactive the whole time and. And St. Brown in there along with uh, Claypool. But I guess it, it's it's a moot point now since Chase is gone. It, I just feel like it's such a wasted opportunity. It, like the guy's better than what he showed with the Bears. I can't side with him per se, though. You know, it's just, it's just such a wasted trade. I, I know the guy's better than what his output was, but it doesn't matter anymore. I mean, I wish him well in Miami. I truly do. I do too. And you know what? We're going to all be watching it now because we're going to want to see what uh, McDaniels can get out of him, right? Because a 70 point, a 70 burger this season kind of warrants some looking at, right? At that team, like, oh, I'm going to pay a little bit of attention to these guys. So what what are they going to do with Claypool? All of a sudden, Claypool has a, you know, 12 catches for a buck 50 and two touchdowns. We're going to be like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously, Tyree kills there. So, He's going to be the guy that gets most of the the coverage. So again, same thing here with 
you know, he's not the number one receiver, so he should be open. But it just seemed like it never worked here except for the one touchdown he had against Tampa Bay. Yes. <laughs> God, DJ Moore, though, may, maybe we're not giving him enough. Maybe we're bearing the lead. It's just I know everyone wanted A-Rob to be like this number one guy. And I'm not saying I'm smarter than anybody else, but he just it felt like we were we were we were pushing him in a role that he just wasn't. The way we wanted Devin Hester to be our number one receiver, like good, he's a great returner, but he's not the number one receiver. The way we wanted Darnell Mooney to be the number one receiver last year, and he just wasn't. DJ Moore is like the best receiver. I mean, other than Brandon Marshall, like he's the like the 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 best receiver. I think. I mean, I don't want to jump the gun here. It's only been a couple of games, but goddamn, like other than B Marsh, he's probably the best Bears receiver I've ever seen in my lifetime. He passes the eye test for that for sure. Yes. And you, you, the, the one screen pass was it a screen? You mean the game winner, where the the guy jumps the route and then he went no. to the house? No, it was um, it was a different one. It was it was the one where he, he uh, uh, I think it was the one where he went out of bounds. And he, he oh. caught the ball and just spun out of that. And then I'm like, I, sh I was showing this to my wife. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to make this simple for my wife. <laughs> so I'm like, look at how awesome this receiver is that we uh, got from this trade. And I said, just look at this pass. I, 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 I like kind of paused it when he caught it. I'm like, you're expecting him to go out of bounds right now, right? Or at least be tackled. She's like, yeah. I'm like, watch. And then boom, he spins around of it, out of it and he, he he gets like another 15, 20 yards out of it. I don't think it was actually the one where he went where he went out of bounds, but it was a similar play. And you were expecting him just to catch the ball for an eight an eight yard gain and go out of bounds. But no, he got out of that. He's like a yak monster. He's a yeah. fucking yak monster, dude. He he is the biggest yak monster I think that we have ever seen as a bear. Yeah, his statistics the last two weeks. If you look at just the last two games, I mean, it looks, it's like Jerry Rice kind of numbers. Yeah. Randy Moss. I mean, it really is like, wow, an elite wide receiver number. If you look at the statistics and I'm not going to say Brandon Marshall disappointed because he definitely didn't. Uh, but I don't know if he had a, a two game stretch like this that DJ's had in the last two weeks. No. I mean, had DJ uh uh, not got out of bounds on that one play. He could have had 300 yards receiving. Jeez. And four, uh, four touchdowns. Yeah. Just unbelievable, man. I, I mean, he, I, I was thinking, should I get a DJ Moore jersey? But I'm going to hold off on that. And we'll hold on. <laughs> Just pump the brakes on the jerseys, Dan. You're right. You're right. Save your money for your home expenses that's so true that is so true just put it into a into a savings account <laughs> and if you don't have to spend any money on a new air conditioning or a you know whatever else other issues you've had lately which have been quite consuming monetarily <laughs> yes i got the heat pumps that was earlier this year and i got the thing with my basement the drainage system it was installed the night of the game the day of the game against washington they finished at five o'clock yeah so that cost ten thousand six hundred dollars. <laughs> but my basement is supposedly finished now and uh, is going to be dry. Uh, hold on, did, did you say ten thousand dollars? 
ten thousand six hundred dollars. Eleven thousand dollars. Exactly. Up. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. But jeez. Oh, but I do have one jersey update for you. As you know, my shitbag cousin stole a twenty some jerseys from me. Uh, and what was it? January when this happened? December. Uh, the Bears forties jersey that they haven't worn since night since twenty seventeen. Just the blue and orange one. I had on the replica one that when I went to Soldier Field last week, I had on the replica Cutler one that I bought in 2010 when they first went to that jersey. Well, I I spent $300 for an elite one of that, the Nike elite one in 2013, which is one of the jerseys my cousin stole. I finally found it again on eBay. Now, granted, mine was a size 56. This one's a 52, but I found the Nike elite Cutler 40s jersey because they don't make it anymore. Uh, cause the bears haven't worn it in five years, six years. Uh, but I found it on eBay and I just, I bought it. I bought it for $65. So it's going to, it was one of my favorite jerseys and I'm getting it back. A size 56. That's the one I had before. I'm six, five, man. Everything's too fucking short on me, but yeah. this one's, a, this one's a 52. Uh, it should still fit knock on wood, but, uh, like I tried on, I've got a, a Lance Briggs 52 and even my old Cordell Stewart was a 52 and both of those fit, but they were both manufactured by Reebok. So I don't know if I've tried the Nike 52, but either way, that was one of my favorite jerseys of all time, which that son of a bitch stole from me. And, um, I, I finally found it and, um, I just bought it again on eBay. So I'll send you a picture. So you'll know what I'm talking about. I wanted to ask you a question here. Um, uh, damn it. I had a great question for you. I lost my, my train of thought because I was trying to uh, type something here in chat. Um, um, well, I just uh, sent it to your text so you can see the one I'm talking about. It's the same jersey I had except mine was a 56 and this is a 52. Okay, it's exactly so, uh, the same. That was my question. So you're a 56 jersey size. What is your foot size? Uh, it depends on the... I typically, I can wear as small as 11 and a half and as big as 13, depending on uh, the, the shoe and stuff. Well, there you go, ladies. It's all, it's all right there. It's all laid out right there for you, ladies. <laughs> that jersey, uh, the, I wore that the night before the Bears beat Detroit in Chicago in 2021. The only game I've ever been to that the Bears won. Uh, there's a picture of me and Aldo with King Pookie Nation, where I'm wearing that jersey in 2021. So I'm so excited to get that back. Since, like I said, my cousin stole that from me. Motherfucker. Fuck that guy. There was somebody in chat saying he has a a, 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 a Cutler jersey if you wanted it, but you're a, a, a 56, you said, so I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I've, it's no, here goes my Cutler history, first off. I had all the the Reebok jerseys from Jay, and you know they moved the TV numbers from the sleeve to the shoulder when Nike took over in 2012. So I gave all those old ones away to other Bear fans or or whatever, and I re I had bought the elites when the Nike ones came out for the white one, the navy one, and then I bought that throwback one in 13. I never did get an orange one; I just had the replica of the orange one. But anyway, he did not steal the white one. He stole the Navy one and that one, and I couldn't find the Navy Nike one either, but I found a Reebok authentic 
uh, Jay from like the 9, 10, 2011 Bears and bought that one. So I've got that authentic one back. I still have my white one and now I'll have this one. So I'll have all my Cutler shit back. And I still have the replica orange Jay. I, I, I bought a, a shitty $20 Jay Cutler jersey on the street walking to a game. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, and I told you I burnt it. Yes, you said that last week, but did you see the one I just sent you though? Yes, you did. Yes, that you is did. a that's such a good looking jersey, man. Hold on, let me get back to it. Uh, it's this one right here. Yes, and like I said, when he stole that one from me, that really hurt me. That and the Walter Payton Bears hundred logo on it. He took that. Uh, took. Uh, a Charles Barkley Rockets authentic jersey I'd had since fucking Barkley went to Houston in like 97. He stole a Joey Votto Reds jersey, stole a Barry Bonds Giants jersey, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Brandon, he took my authentic Brandon Marshall jersey. He had like, it was like 20 jerseys, man. Yao Ming. All, every one of me took was authentic too. Oh, man. My, my only authentic one is my Erlacher. But I, I was wearing the, um, I, I was wearing my Conway jersey. Love Curtis Conway. Me too. For the um, the game cast I did last weekend, and I realized somebody had said in, said in chat on the on the sleeves, on this sleeve was a thirty one, and on this sleeve was an eighty. And somebody pointed out like, why is there a thirty one on your other sleeve? And I was like, fuck, I forgot this was like a it was like a jersey I bought, and it was for cheap because it it had a thirty one on the other side. I bought it in the in the mall, back oh. in the day, malls. Yeah, I've got. I haven't tried to wear this, and I I was in my high school. There's a picture of like the whole class together or something like when I was a senior, and I'm wearing it in that picture. That's how old this is. It's a replica Curtis Conway, produced by Champion. From the 1998 season, and it looks so cheap now because, like, they didn't have like the NFL logo on it, and right. you know, just had the eight zero. It looked just so cheap, but it's totally cheap. Yes, but it was official merchandise. I didn't get it like from like some, but like Conway, for example, is all in white. It wasn't traced with the blue and the orange. It just it, it it's shitty. But that's the way the replica jerseys looked in 1998. Well, I can't hear you You can't? Can you hear me now? No? I can hear you now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, I can't. I can't hear you. Every, everyone is in talk is talking. To, everyone in chat is talking about their shoe size now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hard. listening to a podcast earlier. This is a, a transition. Uh, <laughs> it's a logical transition. The actor James Woods. I'm a big fan of James Woods. He would hate me because we don't agree politically. He hates anyone on the left. But I don't give a shit. I thought he was a great actor. But evidently, he's known for having a huge, huge, huge cock. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good actor, good cock. <laughs> you got to get behind all the all the guys with good cocks, you know? You know, yeah. You, you know. If you're part of the club, you're happy for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I I am happy for him. I thought he was a great actor too. I 
He just doesn't like anyone on the left, like vitriol for anyone that's on the other side. But I don't give a fuck. It's like Cutler's a Republican. Don't give a shit. I love Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is uh, Erlacher. Yeah, I, have- I, I didn't like him anyway, so... <laughs> It's like I have, I brought, so my, uh, to finish my point to the show on the game cast, I was wearing that fucked up Jersey and somebody put it out and I was like, fuck, we're losing. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going into my vault and I, I'm going to pull out the next Jersey that I have confidence in. So I, I pulled out my, my white Bobby Engram Jersey, bro. Wow. And then we won the game and I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm bringing this Jersey with me to Chicago. I'm wearing this to the fucking game. I'm going to be wearing that in Chicago looking like an idiot. I really want to wear my really nice, you know, it's, it's got all the, you know, padding places for it's, it's, it's a legit real Jersey, like a real Jersey, real right. Jersey. And I want to wear that, but I've worn that before in the past in, in the, in the past losing streak and they lost. So I really want to just wear that fucking ugly old school, shitty Bobby Engram. But I don't want to feel like an asshole wearing that jersey to the, to the stadium. So I started to wear. I didn't wear it, but I started to wear the last game I was at the Denver game. I started to wear Mike Brown. But again, I bought Mike Brown's jersey in two thousand, maybe, and he, he, like the end of his run because in 02, we got Alex Brown, so his jersey always had M Brown on it. But the first two years, it just said Brown. So I've got one of the jerseys that just say Brown, but it looks like it's like, because again, replicas in 2000 weren't that advanced. So it looks like it's just cheap. Like I just bought it like at fucking Gabe's or something, but (laughs) I I bought it from the NFL shop or, you know, in, in, in 2000 or 2001. But I started to wear that one, but for the exact purposes of what you just said, I didn't want people to think I had some ghetto fake Mike Brown jersey. Uh, that's the one I got in two, like the way they made them in the replicas in 2000. I know it's, they're very cheap looking. They're very light and airy and, you know, holes in them and stuff. Exactly. But, you know, holes meaning all like the air. The things. Yeah. But it worked. It was, it was the Bobby Ingram. That's, that's, I have to wear that for the next game. I have to, I feel like a dick. I've seen some I've seen some wild jerseys at the stadium, man. Like, you know, I mean, I even saw like I told you this last week, I saw a Jay Cutler Denver jersey last week at the game. <laughs> I didn't expect to see that. But there are a lot like Aldo and I saw a um uh fuck, what was his name? He, he was our quarterback in the late 70s. He in the playoff game in 77 against Dallas. Um god damn it. I he's from New York, but uh Come on, man. His his first his last game he was with the Bears the first day we ever wore the Navy pants in '84 when McMahon was hurt. Uh, Bob Avellini. I saw a Bob Avellini jersey at the Bears Browns game in 2021. Oh my God, really? Yeah, Bob Avellini. I was like, oh, you know who I saw last week, and I was like, holy shit! Uh, like Aldo said, he must it must be a relative. It's a guy that I always saw. Like never making a play with the Bears, he was always getting burned. I saw, and it was a real jersey too. It was fucking authentic. I saw an authentic Lemuel Stenson jersey. Lemuel fucking Stenson, the little corner we had when Ditka was there. The little, he's like five nine. 
he was always dead, like running so he was so running hard to get caught up to the receiver that just burned him. It, whenever you saw him, it was 32 Stenson, the backside of his jersey, because he was always trying to catch up. But I saw a Stenson jersey Sunday. So is Bobby Ingram really going to be that out of place if Lemuel Stenson's got a fucking jersey at the Soldier Field? I mean, I mean, God loves Lemuel. I'm not trying to shit on Lemuel here. I'm just saying it's not like he was a great bear. That's all. I I, I need to get myself a Jeremy Lincoln jersey. Oh my god! <laughs> because I was uh, back when I had the '95, '96 press passes, and I went to the, uh, you know, you were there for the whole episode with uh, Vernon Roseman. We sure about that. I was on the sideline for in Platteville training camp, and uh, there was a, a tackle being made right in front of me, and uh, Jeremy uh, Lincoln tackled. Uh, Fuck, I don't even remember the wide receiver, but he tackled him right in front of me and almost took up my knees. I I was like, I jumped back and like had to catch myself on the ground with my hands. So I should I should get a Jeremy Lincoln jersey just for that. <laughs> my favorite old corner like that certainly isn't Jeremy, but if I was gonna like customize an old cornerback, I, I loved R. W. McQuarters. So loved R. W. McQuarters. Twenty three, warped before Hester. I thought he was 21. Oh, you're right. He was. Fuck you. You're right. He was. <laughs> Either way, I was a fan. Yeah, because Jerry Azuma was 23, I believe. Um, He yes, says he the Raiders yes. win. It, it still says 50 se 51 seconds on my phone, but maybe they, they're about to kneel down or something. You're behind. I mean, it's just not, I'm not watching the game. Dan, I'm just looking the way, at the. Go ahead. There's no, there's one. I think there's a delay with us. Uh, there is one thing that we have not acknowledged, which is the passing of the great. Oh, Dick, Dick Butkus. Butkus. He was well, at the Packers just, game. I was at. Yes, he was. Let's just take a moment, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take off my hat and show you my raggedy hair, and we're going to do a mo uh, just a, a quick moment of silence for Dick Butkus. Okay. One, two, three. Prayers to the Dick Buckus family and Dick Buckus himself. Because uh, we have not gotten to talk about this subject yet. And it's. Um, I heard Obranovich say that Dick met his wife in elementary school. And literally in fifth or sixth grade, that was his girlfriend in grade school. And wow. then all through high school, you know, that, that's who he dated. And by the time he was at the University of Illinois, he married her. And they're still married when he passed away. Like he's been with the same lady since he was in elementary school, according to Ed Obradovich. I mean, what a fucking story. Totally. RIP to the legend. Got Jeremy Munoz. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. With prayers up, I mean, uh, just, if they didn't have the motivation to win that game because of that, I mean, for me, that will always be remembered as a Dick Buck, the the Dick Buckus game, where uh, they come out and throw up a forty burger on those guys. I mean, that was a that was one of the most fun games we've watched in a long time, and it happened. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of the. 
the Packers uh, blocked Walter. Field. Yeah, Walter. Yeah. November 11th. Or no, no. November f- uh, 5th. I don't. Uh, I don't remember that. I just remember that. Oh, you don't. Uh, okay, so I got this shit. So it, it, it was in. It was in November '99, and he, he died uh, November second. So it was November. Uh, thir- it was November fourth, because he, he died on a Friday. I was just gonna say that Cade McNown got hurt and got carted, and Jim Miller came in, and there was a highlight of in that game where Ryan Wetnight, who has since passed away, just gets fucking murdered over over the middle like it would have been celebrated as a big hit in 99 it would be like an ejection and a four-game suspension today yes and chris bolniel missed a field goal for the bears that would have put the game away and then the packers drove all the way down the field trailing by two or whatever it was it's like a 19-yard kick and the late brian robinson blocked I guess Green Bay had who they have by that. It wasn't Chris Jackie. It was probably um, Long. What was his name? Uh, he went to Minnesota afterwards. Uh, Ryan Longwell. It's probably who it was. But yeah, Brian Robinson blocked the field goals like 19 yards, and we still won. Incredible. Brian Longwell. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Damn, your memory is ridiculous. I'm. I'm. I'm halfway there with you. I can remember like half the shit that you can remember. I'm impressed. We we lost four games in 99 because of missed field goals. One was uh, uh, week two against the Seahawks. We lost 14-13. Uh, God, Brian Goins or something was the kicker in week two. He missed the kick and we cut him. Uh, we had that guy. We had Chris Bonial. We brought Jeff Jager back, and we had somebody. We had like four kickers that year. <laughs> Poor Jeff Jager was on his last leg, literally, when they brought him back. Yes, num- number one. Yeah, he was. He was still solid for the Bears, uh, and obviously the Raiders before that. But he got he had gotten really old, and they brought him back at the end of the year just to stabilize the position. And then they drafted Paul Edinger in the fifth round in the next spring, who was really good for us. And people don't remember that. Yeah, they don't. Cliff Victoria is saying, love stinks. Yeah, yeah. Love stinks. You know that song? No. I thought no love hurts by Nazareth. No, it's... uh, You're too goth for that, I think. (laughs) For that song. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Uh, It was funny because I was listening to uh, Aldo saying... Um, I think it was, it might've been a show that you were on or it might've been a a Greg Gabriel, but he was like, oh yeah, XRT, our Chicago's number one uh, alternative station. I think Dan Aguirre would love that station. He has to check that out. So as I've been home listening to that station, I've been like thinking about what Aldo said. I'm like, fuck no, Dan would hate this station. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I like a lot of music. I just don't like country. But I do prefer harder rock music or alternative, like 90s alternative. But okay. I do like, I like a lot of like, you know, fucking 80s. And I, I, I don't mind disco music, actually. So All right. So let, let's get into 80s alternative or 90s alternative, I should say. Not 80s. 90s alternative. Do you like um, Toad the Wet Sprocket? 
I can't say, you know, that's one of those bands I didn't really, I just heard their singles. I never owned a, a record or CD of Toad the Wet Sprocket. I don't know. I didn't listen to their catalog. Okay. Do you like, um, uh, do you like, uh, do you like, um, the cranberries? You're going to say, I thought you were saying Soundgarden. Yes, I, I did like the cranberries. Yes. She died oh. in a bathtub, by the way. Oh, she died? She, dr- she accidentally drowned. She was drinking while taking a bath and drowned. Holy shit. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Do you like, um, okay. I'm going to ask you this just out of, just for fun. Do you like, uh, the bare naked ladies? No. Un- unequivocally. No. <laughs> I, I ask you that because I remember you like sent me a voice message. You're like, you're talking in your car and you're, you're, the radio is going off. You're like, Oh, hold, hold on a second. Fuck. God fuck i hate the bare naked ladies <laughs> <laughs> i've forgotten about that but yes i do hate the bare naked ladies <laughs> and, uh, and i thought to myself wait a second you don't like uh uh chickadee china the chinese chicken have a drumstick in no <laughs> watch no no x-files with the lights on with all the maze on hope the smoke man's in this song like harrison paul make it i'm getting frantic like singing tantric like sing, like Snickers guarantee to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Like I don't make films, but if it did with the head of samurai, no, he, he, no, he, don't like it. But you do like um, the four non blondes, right? I just knew that one single, "What's Up" or whatever. Yes, I did like that. How about? Uh, I know you love Tool, right? No, it's actually a band that you would think I would like, but I don't like Tool. Like they're going to be an hour from my house next week or next month. I'm not going though. I don't, I don't hate tool, but I've never heard a tool song. It was like, Ooh, I've got to buy that. I've got to buy that. Like it's the most average shit. No, I don't like Megadeth. Okay. So we, we got some questions from, uh, from, from Chad here. Goldfinger. Oh, good one. JT. Good. Do you like Goldfinger? Goldfinger? I just know a couple of radio hits that I play here at work and it's fine. I don't, I don't dislike it, but I don't want to buy it. I love Goldfinger. How about eargasm? I don't even know who eargasm is. Me either. How about Blind Melon? Yeah, I, I just know no rain basically, and uh, yeah, it was good. Okay, so that's one of my. That's like one of my. It, it was my favorite band before uh, Shannon Hoon died. Yeah, he was always with Axel. You know, touring with Guns and Roses, did Don't Cry with them, and like uh-huh. he was a talented guy. I just don't know their 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 catalog that well. How about Radiohead? Oh, I love Radiohead. Love Radiohead. Uh, yeah, for sure. me too. Love Radiohead. How about I saw them. I saw them in 2018, and, and uh, I fucking cried like five times. How about uh, I was going through a divorce, though. You know, I get it. Yeah, Radiohead or uh, Meg- Megadeth. I don't like Megadeth. I respect Dave Mustaine for being so old and still being able to play and stuff, but that's not for me, man. I saw them at a festival again over the summer. Again, it's just not for me, man. It's just not for me. How about uh, Crash Test Dummies? Uh, no, I don't know anything about that. I remember seeing they, they they may have been on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, but I never listened to their music. So, what was that one song? How did how did that song go? I don't know what you're talking about. Neither. How about live? You like live? Oh, I do like live. I saw them live with Guns and Roses a few years ago. Uh, they did an hour, and Guns and Roses did three hours. It was a great show. How about uh, Stone Temple Pilots? Not my favorite, but of course I can dig it. Um, that third album, they had Tiny Music from the Vatican Shop or whatever. That, that was my favorite STP record. 
really quick STP. Um, I was in a band before I moved to Colorado from Illinois to Colorado. And uh, my, the, the lead singer was like, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to go to the stone temple pilots concert up in Milwaukee. I was like, okay, how much is it going to cost? He's like free. He, he, he like downloaded and, and made these um, lanyards from their, like uh, their website and like put them. So we had lanyards around us that he had, he had, um, uh, this worked. Yeah. No, yes, it worked. He, he laminated them. Wow. Professionally. We like walked up. There was a line. We like walked up. We're like MVP. Like, okay, come in. We walked up to the booth. There was like a, um, um, a balcony section looking down on the stage in Milwaukee. And we were like, boom, showed our lanyards. There was like a, a you know, a, a velvet rope we had to get past to go sit in this booth in, in this, uh, in this balcony section. We're like, yep, here's our lanyard. Let us in. We all sat down. We were like, wow, this actually worked. We we're watching the show. Each one of us took turns. We like walked up to the bar and we were like, all right, here's my badge. I need, uh, I need five shots and five beers. You froze up on me. Still? Okay, I'm, I'm. My connection is shit. Can you still hear me? Yeah. You. The last I heard, you got past the rope. Got. We got. Got to the bar. Five free shots. Five free beers. Walked back. We got fucking hammered. It was a great night. All for free. Because of this, these lanyards that my buddy made. So let's go to the next question. Wow. From Chet. Allison Chains. I, I, like I like them better now than I did back then. I, I've never been a Pearl Jam fan. If you got me in 1993, I'd be like, dude, I love Nirvana. I love Soundgarden. Don't like Pearl Jam or Allison Chains. I don't mind them so much now. I don't love it, but I still don't like Pearl Jam. How about Loverboy? I've only known some radio hits from Loverboy. It's like, you know, they're okay, whatever. What about Van Halen? You just said Don't like Van Halen. If I was, I have a controversial Van Halen opinion, though. Everybody disagrees with me. If I had to listen to Van Halen, it's going to be with Sammy Hagar. I hate David oh, Lee Roth. Fuck Sammy Hagar. I'm I hate Hagar. David Lee Roth. I hate that. Panama. Fuck Sammy uh, Hagar. I fucking hate that Van Halen hot for teacher shit. I don't like any, I don't know. Like Dimebag Daryl, who I love. I love fucking Pantera. Dimebag Daryl, like in his coffin, Eddie Van Halen put one of his guitars from Van Halen two in his coffin. And they were like, oh, Dimebag would, if he knew that was going to happen, he'd almost want to die just to get the guitar. That was one of his heroes. And everybody says that like, uh, it's just, it's amazing to me that a fucking guitar god like daryl could love van halen that's just pop shit man like panama and hot for tea jump like could you imagine pantera like listening to fucking jump on the way to the concert do you uh, uh my my question for you is uh aside from chad is do you like uh um oh damn it what is it um um not pantera but um uh Damn it! It'll come back to me. Uh, we got uh, mayhem saying Soundgarden. I love Soundgarden. One of my the one of my favorite days on this earth was seeing Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails together. Uh, just a great show. It, I I didn't get to meet Chris or anything, but I remember being in line 
and they were doing sound check and I could hear Chris Cornell. And I remember telling my wife at the time, I was like, that's Chris Cornell. And I just, I felt just hearing his voice while I was walking in, I felt starstruck. See, I was more of a Pearl, a Pearl Jam fan than a Soundgarden fan. How about Nirvana? Love Nirvana. Absolutely love Nirvana. Love I just Nirvana. I just paid $200 for the Nirvana in utero 30th anniversary set. I have the 20th anniversary set. I have the 20th and 30th anniversary sets of Nevermind. I love Nirvana. I, I My iPod has like 700 Nirvana songs on it. So, Did you say the uterus set? In utero. Oh, sorry. In utero means in the womb. That was the third album that they released in September 1993. That heart-shaped box was the lead single. Well, it kind of goes in, in line with what I said, in uterus. So I guess it does mean in the womb. Zach Sullivan said, I met Slash and, and the other guy from Velvet Revolver in 25. He seemed like a cool guy. Only famous person I ever I ever shook the hand of. What do you think about Velvet under uh, Velvet Revolver? I, you know, I, I might like it if I listened to it. For some reason, I just, I never listened to it. I was a Guns N' Roses fan. I didn't like any of the slashes snake pit or any of the side projects at all i wasn't the biggest stone temple pilots fan so i didn't follow scott wyland along either um i saw kiss in florida last year and i maybe if i saw him in 77 it would have been great but i just we left early it's how much i didn't like it uh <laughs> no no offense to cliff i mean just saying like it was like everybody i was with thought it was a shitty show yeah uh, the, the song i Want to rock and roll oh. all night for 15 minutes at the end. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. I don't like it. No, done with that shit. How about uh, Puddle of Mud? Saw them at a festival in 2010. I was ready to see Deftones, who I love, and had to, to get through. I was at the front of the stage, had to sit through puddle of mud and like uh, the song where he said she fucking hates me no i hate you it's not she i hate you and the guy kept showing his crack like his ass like pull your fucking pants up man like not like he was busting the sag like his bare man ass was showing it and it's like he wanted us to look too like he thought he was hot because he was showing his ass like literally not in a figurative sense i, I don't like puddle of mud how about grand funk railroad don't know enough about them me either 70s rock my favorite 60s or 70s band is definitely of course it's early 70s but it would have been the doors for sure oh love the fucking doors. love the doors I went on a bender like a month ago over the riders on the stone i even have the two cds I, i'm a cd guy i have the two cds they made after jim morrison died with ray manzarek on the mic uh they did other voices in full circle after Jim died, I even have those two records of, of the Doors without Jim Morrison. That's how much I like the Doors. Love the Doors. How about Primus? Um, there are some songs that I enjoy. I don't own like they're usually on soundtracks. Like I really like that Winona's Big Brown Beaver that was on the yes. Zach and Mary Make a Porno soundtrack like, with like the plastic bodies and stuff. That was so cool, right? The yeah. Video. But yeah, well, I'm just saying I don't know all their songs or anything, but like I don't have a problem with them, you know. Thank you, J2K. That was the band I was trying to think it was Prime that brought me back. So, so were you at all wanting to go to or involved with Woodstock '94? God, Woodstock '94. I was in junior high. Damn, now, you're, yeah, that's right. You're young. 
but I did want to go to Woodstock 99, but I had just graduated high school and I was afraid because I'd never driven that far. So I was still toying with the idea of going with my, my neighbor at the time. And then we saw it was on pay-per-view for $30 a day. So we, we bitched out, didn't go. We, I recorded all three days of Woodstock 99 on VHS tape. It took like 17 tapes. I recorded the whole three day festival, all three days. Oh, awesome. I was there. Oh, that's cool. Shane Marsaw was there as well. The smartest man in the bar, formerly of the bar room. Oh, that's probably why I don't like him. Well, Shane was at Woodstock. I would love to talk to him about that if I liked him. I saw, uh, like I said, I recorded all three days. What? Because, you know, there was two stages. What they did during the day, they showed the main stage live the whole day. And then at midnight, they went back and showed the second stage yes. from like midnight to 9 or 10 a.m. So I recorded all of it. And then it, started, it just started raining like a fucking maniac. And we were just covered in mud. And then it had Woodstock 96. And then everyone tried to make themselves muddy just to be like us. And it just it turned into a, a shit show. How about Queen? I I just know the radio hits. I kind of find Queen to be overrated, though. I know you can't say that without everybody going, oh, but I just, uh, I, I don't know. I was like, wow. Everybody's like, you know what's a Queen movie? No, not really. How about Cottonmouth Kings? Don't know anything about them. I, I uh, roommate in college had a poster of theirs. That's all I know. <laughs> Very little of me myself. How about ICP? I've seen Insane Clown Posse. It was a terrible night. I, I went because my friend loved Mushroom Head. Me too. <laughs> and we saw it was 3-6 Mafia, Mushroom Head, and Insane Clown Posse. And I was so unhappy. I was just there for my friend Dan. What the he, was the, he was the first other Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're my first other Dan. So that's... But I'm your second, but you're my first, so that's good. Well, I'll take it. But yeah, I saw uh, Insane Clown Posse. I, I'm not a fan. Not when a fan. I saw Insane Clown Posse, there was a the one guy with the long nose. He was jerking off his nose like this, and it started just like spraying cum all over the, the front row of the stadium. It was like everyone, it was just like spraying like. Oh, God. You know who I hate that does that shit? And I've seen them live twice, and I'll never want to see them again is Guar. Oh, Guar. The first Guar show I'd ever seen, my girlfriend at the time got so mad at me. She was so preppy and like she wore open toed shoes and like got a pedicure for the fucking shit. We're in the middle of a pit and she's <laughs> just so covered in all this face. That shit gets in your ears. It looks like you have wax in your ear for like a month. I, uh, uh, the second time I saw him was with Lamb of God and I, I looked around and I saw where all the buckets of fake shit they were going to be the fake blood. So I avoided it. Uh, the first time I was just completely covered in that shit. I never want that on me again. No, fuck. No. Uh, there's a band I'm trying to think of that. I, that I, I, uh, I know that you probably would like, but I'm going to get back to the, uh, to chat while I, while I, well, I'll give you a couple that I love. I'm never going to be able to see Nirvana, but love Nirvana. I love Soundgarden. I love the smashing pumpkins. I love nine inch nails. I love Marilyn Manson. Love Slipknot, Corn. Those are like love Corn. Yes. Yeah. You like um, wah, uh, Disturbed. I've seen Disturbed a bunch. I don't dislike them, but I don't like them. I mean, how about Pig Face? I don't even know who that is. Me either. 
How about uh, Carlos Santana? Uh, you know me, I respect it. I hated that song with Rob Thomas called Smooth. That made me want to fucking punch a baby. I hated it so much. How about, but, how about, how about Chicago? Chicago, you got to be in the mood for Chicago, but that's fine. I mean, like for an 80s or late 70s, like pussy rock kind of thing. Yeah, I don't mind Chicago. Hey, I, the only reason why BCP exists, the only reason why I exist is because of Chicago. Is that what well, your parents were like into when... No, my so my mother was dating a guy in, in high school and they were like the sweetheart couple of high school and they broke up. And then my mom started dating a guy from Notre Dame High School and she met um actually actually my mom started a, after that breakup, she started going to a garage band session, which was Chicago. And then watching these guys play in their garage, she met my biological father and they started dating for a little while and then i was born and he hit the road when he found out she was pregnant because she was six fucking teen mm. and uh that's how I, I was born into this world was it was because of chicago so she was hanging out in a, in a garage band watching chicago met my biological father and you were destined uh, to be a bears fan because of Chicago, yes. Because of Chicago. <laughs> Thank you, Chicago. For uh, I, I should acknowledge, not to ignore your story. Another band I, that I love and got to see them live finally last year was Rage Against the Machine. Yes, somebody else. Uh, I meant to pull that up earlier. Uh, somebody brought that up. Rage, yes, I love them. Yeah, I got to see them last year. It was fan fucking tastic. Well, until until the lead singer left. Well, Zach was back. It was, it was Zach. He was with them last year, but he tore his Achilles to the bone. That's why they had to cancel the, the tour dates this year. But okay. it's the original lineup, 100%. Love may the Doors. Be, may I'm saying the Doors, but you already said that, yeah. How about yeah. Chevelle, and, Chevelle and Papa Roach? Hate Papa Roach. Fucking oh, hate Papa Roach. I saw them at Ozfest 2001 and then at Rock on the Range 2010, and I thought, you know what? It's been a decade. Let me reevaluate them. Give them yeah. a shot. They were worse in 2010 than they were in 01. Chevelle, I saw them most recently open up for Corn uh, in 2022, but I saw them as far back as Ozfest 03. Not really my thing, but I hate Papa Roach. How about Seether or Bush? Love Bush. I've met Gavin Rosdale two times. I know, I know you do that. Yeah, for sure. I, I love Bush on a lady too, as well. And I voted for George W. Bush against uh, Al Gore. So, uh, but Seether's okay. You know, I don't dislike him. How about Bauhaus? Bauhaus. Yeah. I saw, I saw Bauhaus open for nine inch nails in 2006. I really like Bauhaus. Yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I like the radio hits. I've never watched them live. A band I'd like to see live is The Strokes. I really like the. Okay. Nice. They were how touring with the Chili Peppers last year. How about Mud and Southbound Pachyderm by Primus? Primus, I I, I don't Primus. know those songs. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I know. My name is Mud. I knew that. Yeah, uh, that I had that CD actually. I traded it for Metallica, the five ninety eight EP Garage Days re revisited or whatever. And high and I was in like ninth grade. I traded that Primus CD that had My Name Is Mud on it for that Metallica CD. <laughs> To you a guy named Rick McClung. You already said Red Hot, Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, I, I, they're okay. I, I've it, never seen them live, you except know, on Woodstock on, on TV. Here's the thing about Red Hot Chili Peppers. If you listen to, to their new stuff, 
that just came out like last year, it sounds the same as the shit from the nineties and two thousands. It's it's it, it, it holds up. So how about, uh, uh, system of a down. Oh, I've seen system with Deftones. Great show. Yes. I like system of a down. I don't really like any of their side projects, but I do like the first two system albums are great. PJ's back there bored going, I have no idea what bands groups that you guys are talking about. He's like, can you talk about some, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, um, some old school shit. Never mind. Boo, uh, Booyah tribe. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm white, I guess. Sepultura. I got to see Max with Soulfly probably like four times, but never as Sepultura. But yeah, Sepultura is good though. Uh, let's see. Oh, what is this? Is Chaos a band or is this just a show? That's a song or, a chaos, or an album, Chaos AD of Sepultura. Nice. Type O negative? Typo Negative is like Tool to me, a band that I should love, but I didn't. Like I had a Greatest Hits CD or something. Like it's fine. And Pete Steele had a great cock too, allegedly. The Temptations. Thank you, Squeezie. Do- I can listen to The Temptations. I-, I like some Motown, actually. Not kidding. Okay, so you can go back a little bit old school. So you're kind of you're 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 right where I thought you and I were, Dan. We're about in the same range. <laughs> I took so much shit back in the day. I was at it was in 04. And it was Slipknot and Fear Factory. And so, you know, we, it's, we're we at this show all day. And, we, you know, it's it started like 6 o'clock. It's like midnight now. We're leaving. So I turn it. We get in the vehicle. And I turn it on. And I'm listening to Blondie. And everybody that's with me is like, how the fuck can you be listening to Blondie? I was like, because we just left all that fucking noise, which I love. I've listened to metal for six hours. I don't want to listen to it right now. And I do love Blondie. Nice. How about how about Dan Caballero? I don't know who that is. Me either. <laughs> how about I've Rush? seen I've seen concerts ranging from Miley Cyrus to Cannibal Corpse, though. <laughs> no, it would be like Miley Cyrus to Slipknot. That would be the best. I've seen Slipknot like ten times. Analogy. And so I'm, I, I had a gun pulled on me at Cradle of Filth, and the venue got robbed in 2004, the day the Bears beat the Titans with the safety. By the way. True story. I, I've not seen ACDC or Rush. I don't like Rush. <laughs> I like it. You know, there's something else controversial, I think. I like ACDC's second singer better, the Brian Johnson, the one that's still alive. I like him way better than Bon Scott, and no one ever agrees with me. The guy that looks like Shep from the Three Stooges, that's the one I like. I might agree. Or Larry. He looks like Larry. Larry from the Three Stooges. I could probably probably agree with you on that. I, I think he's way better. Dan, I have to pee really bad. You okay. End, you want to end this or you want to talk to the chat for a second? Uh, whatever you want to do, man. Up to you, bro. I got 20 minutes left if you want them. That's about what I got. You want to talk to chat? Okay. Okay. I'll be right back. All right, guys. I don't mean to be a music snob or anything. And if you all like some of the shit I don't like, it doesn't mean it's just my opinion. It means nothing. But I, I am a... I'm a radio DJ and I've, I've wasted so much money on concerts and shit. So I guess you could say I'm a music snob, but I, I, I can listen to anything. I don't like any country though. Not old country, not Taylor Swift country, nothing. I don't, I'm a snob. I don't like bluegrass. I don't like any of that kind of shit. 
but I can get in. If I had to get into hip hop, I could. I've gone to some rap shows. I could get into. I mean, I've seen Creedence Clearwater for fuck's sake. I can get into almost anything other than country to a certain degree. And I wasn't kidding. I did see Miley Cyrus live at one point too. Let's see. Well, I I thought more comments were going to appear, but I guess not. So I guess I'm just winging this. But yeah, I wasn't kidding about that one story. Um, the venue was called Ziggy's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and it got robbed after Cradle of Filth again. It was the same day the Bears went to Tennessee, beat the Titans with the safety in overtime. I think it was our first-round pick, Michael Haynes, who got the uh, the tackle to give us a, a win by safety in OT. Went straight down to Winston-Salem, and at, at the end of the show, the venue got robbed. And I, you, know, you think, oh, I'm a tough guy, right? I'm okay. I can fight. As soon as that dude had the fucking gun brandished on me, my hands went up like a bitch, Jack. <laughs> and my hands were up. He turned to get money from the t-shirt stand guy, the merchandise guy, and I just took off running. Thankfully, he didn't shoot me, and he didn't get my fucking money either. And uh, the police were, uh, I, w- they were I was a hit with them because I, I don't remember what he looked like now. It was in 04. But at the time, I gave them a description and all that stuff because I was like, yes, he was right in front of me, like literally like five feet in front of me. It had the gun pointed at me like Tupac, like he was, even though he was white, he had it turned sideways, you know, but, uh, Ooh, that was in November of 04. Uh, and then I saw, I saw cradle years later, open up for Danzig in Cincinnati. They were nowhere as good as they were back then. Saw them at Ozfest 03 as well. Danzig's another one that I absolutely love. If Dan would get back here, maybe he's taking a shit, you know? <laughs> PJ's like, I just don't like this fucking metal stuff. You could help me out, though, PJ. You could just jump in and talk. Or no. There he is. All right. Thank you. Save the drowning man here. I can't hear you, though. I think you're on mute. I still can't hear you. I see your lips moving, but I cannot hear your voice. I don't know if it's me or you. There's Dan. Can I couldn't you, hear. I couldn't hear PJ. I can. I still can't hear PJ, but I can hear you. You okay? Good. So PJ needs to unmute himself. Got it. There he is. I was requesting him to come in because I, I didn't know what else to keep talking about. I rambled and rambled and rambled. <laughs> You're like I'm rambling on as long as I can. <laughs> I was like Dan must be taking a shit. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I was telling them a band that I absolutely love is Danzig. I, 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 Danzig, yes. Love Danzig. Me too. I love Danzig. Dude's a fucking baller. Yeah, and I saw him last year, and he can still go, man. He can really still can perform. It, you, if you closed your eyes, you wouldn't know that it wasn't 1995 or something. He can still sing really well. Yes, he can. You are correct about that, my friend. And his uh, heroes are Roy Orbison and Elvis. So that's a heavy influence on his vocals. Never saw Eminem. Eminem's fine. Uh, I'd rather see Dre if I had to if I had to watch one of them. Wait, we have some more questions here, Dan, for you. Uh, how about Whitesnake? Uh, I love uh, Tawny Katane in those videos, who's also passed away, by the way. She is? Yeah, she died. But that video, uh, when she has her legs on the dashboard, like, oh my God, she's so fucking fine. Uh, which one was that? Uh, Here I go again on my own or whatever. Tony Katane is gone. She died. She died. Jesus. She was in a 
She was in a great movie with Tom Hanks called Bachelor Party that I love from 1984. I feel like I'm going to die next year now. What yeah. the hell? She showed her bush. Tawny Katane showed her bush in a horror movie called Witch, Witch Board from 86. If yeah. you're curious to seeing her, her full frontal bush uh, getting yeah, out of the shower. How about uh, Chris Isaac? What a wicked game. Good song. I do like Baby Did a Bad Back Thing. They used it in that Tom uh, Cruise movie, Kubrick, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. So it was really cool in that. But those are the only songs I really know by Chris Isaac. But I like both of them, though. I don't like Johnny Cash. How about uh, Johnny Cash? I don't like Johnny Cash. And the girl that I was fucking in 07 named Lauren, who I thought was so hot, Try to tell me that the song Hurt was not a Nine Inch Nails song, that they covered it. It was a Johnny Cash song, which made me irate. Because <laughs> that is a Nine Inch Nails song from the, the Downward Spiral album that Johnny Cash ruined. How about Eminem? <laughs> Eminem's fine. Like I said, I'd rather see Dre than, than Eminem. Okay. What else What, what else do we have for him for, uh, from chat? Nope, we're good. King Pookie. King Pookie, did you get my DM? No, uh, I haven't looked at my phone for a little while. I've been traveling and uh, working. So King I, Pookie, I, I referenced you earlier. The Jay Cutler jersey that I just rebought, I was wearing it when I met King Pookie in 2021. And I met Pookie again last year, but in 2021, I had the jersey on that I just had to rebuy thanks to my shitbag cousin. I have to thank you right now, Mo Beerman. Faith no more. Do you like Faith No More? Dude, I love Faith No More. I hated that song with that fucking fish in the video. Dan, you're out of here. I'm pulling you. Fuck Dan right now. I love Faith No More. (laughs) I'm just kidding, buddy. You can come back. (laughs) I did not like that song or that video. But you can't get it. You don't like that song? No. You know, the video is even worse. You're a you're a disappointment, Dan. <laughs> so women have told me over the years. <laughs> Not sexually. But they, I'm okay there. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> how about how about how about limp limp biscuit? Love First, limp biscuit. Love oh, limp biscuit. Fuck limp biscuit. You know why? Love limp biscuit. Fuck limp biscuit. We went to, I went to Woodstock '94. We had a great uh peaceful naked time. And then Woodstock '96, Limp Biscuit started '99 or '99. Thank you. Fuck you for uh, correcting me. I love. Sorry, but I do love Limp Biscuit. I've gotten the pleasure of seeing them three or four times. They started the fucking riots at at Lincoln. Everybody says that, but the fires happened during the Red Hot Chili Peppers set, especially to the point where Anthony Kiedis came out and they told him you need to chill the crowd down. He comes out playing the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Fire starts playing fucking fire where the fires are going on and exacerbates everything. Limbiscuit played on day two. The fires and the riot was on day three. I know people got raped and I don't want to uh, sexually assaulted during the set. And, and that's unfortunate. We have 400,000 people at the main stage, but the, the shit hit the fan on Sunday and Limbiscuit played on Saturday. I think it's a fallacy to blame Fred Durst for that. All right. That's like saying the, um, the, 2018 playoffs was blamed on Parky for missing the the field goal when it was a blocked kick. Okay, I get it. That was blamed on Parky, but it was a blocked kick. It was blocked. 
Uh, how about Lincoln Park? We have we have two more to go. Lincoln no, Park. I saw Lincoln Park at Ozfest 01. Not a fan. We have, we have two more after this. We have uh, how about Flow Rider? No, not a fan. Never heard of. Him. I hate that pop, hip like pop rap music. I just can't stand it. What, one last question for you before we uh, get ready to wrap this up. Oh God, I, Darius Rucker sang the national anthem at the Bears Carolina Panthers game that I was at in 2008 in Charlotte in week two. <laughs> Darius Rucker sang the national anthem that day. But am I a fan of Hootie and the Blowfish or his country music? The answer is unequivocally no. Me too. Uh, yes. He does make shirts now. I've got two bear shirts produced by Darius Rucker. Nice. Yeah. Uh, King Pookie Nation is asking, are we going to meet up or are you going to to have a meetup for the Vikings game? Yes, we are. Um, I can't be there for that one. Not with Dan, but we are. Um, his next question is, let me know. And then uh, Chris coming from the pond. Yes, he's coming in. King Pookie is coming in this Thursday. And we are going to meet up and we're, we're going to be on Chicago, uh, Fox News Chicago in the morning at 9, 10 a.m. So set your DVRs for that if you have it. And uh, record that shit because we're going to be on there. What is Fox News Chicago at 9, 10 a.m. I think the affiliate is Fox 32, right? Fox 32? Yeah. UFLD uh, 32, yes. 9, 10 a.m. this Friday. And uh, check us out there. Yes, we're going to meet up. And um, if you would like to meet up with us, um, DM me, King Pookie, and we can have you meet up with us. And then there's the big one, the Raiders weekend too, King Pookie. That, that that's, can... the, that's the bigger one, King Pookie. You want to meet up, if you want to meet up with everyone, uh, come for that one. Because the Vikings game will just be a few of us, but the Raiders game will be a whole lot of us. So... Let us know and uh, DM me. We can talk about that on uh, DM me on Twitter. We can talk about that and we can set up for to have you meet us with because it, it, it would be great to meet you, King Pookie, for sure. Thanks for joining us tonight. PJ, what's up, my brother? Very little, man. Very little. Just okay. Dream. All right. Well, good to see you. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I, I call my family members. My family members. I'd be like, "So what's going on?" They'd be like, "Ah, uh, well, yeah, not much." I'm like, "Well, great to talk to you." And I'll just hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll call them right back. Like, I was just kidding, but uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I always want to. When I think of PJ, I think of was it PJ Brown? And it, it was. Yeah, that's who I, because when I think PJ, I think PJ Brown is what I'm saying. Like, it's what I want to call you for some reason every time you're here that I'm on the show with you. Not PJ Walker, though, huh? Uh, no, I always think that it, I liked Walker. I still think the Bears, uh, he had a bad preseason, but I don't view that as a bad acquisition because he played well with Carolina last year. And I, I still think he has something, man. I, it's just unfortunate he, he just, I don't know. It didn't work out here, but I, I think the guy's got, he has talent though, I think. I Maybe think not as a starter, but definitely a backup. Yeah, I think that playbook we have is probably like really convoluted with a whole bunch of language that a lot of guys find hard to like digest. 
Yeah, and maybe if they were letting Walker run the same offense that Justin ran against Denver and Washington, maybe he would have excelled in that too. I agree. I agree. So, but yeah, I was a fan of his. I thought it was a really good pickup when they got him. And I know everyone in hindsight is going to say, oh, that was a terrible signing. But I thought based upon his his year with the Panthers, like it was a great pickup. Yeah. But as far as P.J. Brown, he sucked as a basketball player. I couldn't stand him number 42. <laughs> right? I, I don't. It's been so. For some reason, I see him in a heat uniform. Am I wrong? He could have played there too, but I seem to remember him in a Charlotte Hornets number forty-two. I thought. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think he was Miami like Heat, six but foot ten or something like that. Either way, that's PJ Brown. That's the other PJ. Yeah, but you're right. There's PJ Walker. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> By the way, I I want to shout out uh, send a shout out to uh, Zach Sullivan here. Um. Wait, can you guys still hear me? Yes. yes. All right, I'm, I'm having inter, internet issues. Just want to make sure. Hold on a second. Well, it's giving me a problem. So you can still hear me, right? Yes. Yes. I want to thank uh, Zach Sullivan here. Um, he's saying, "Is PJ Walker the reason we're we're getting in? We're getting all the Tim Jenkins break breakdowns. He was a PJ mentor." But I want to say to uh, Zach that Zach is a fucking all-star. Like he, he reached out to me and he offered to make uh, a BCP clock for us. And uh, I, I explained to him that if he would like to make more of these for sale, uh, we can we can sell them on the Bears membership on the BCP membership page. And uh, I'm going to be uh, receiving this clock. In the next week, while I'm here, so I can display it for you guys. And if you're gonna wear it like Flavor Flav, yes, around yes, it's like 20 inch clock around my neck. I will definitely wear it around my neck. That's a good idea. I would definitely see Public Enemy. Yeah, where's Chuck? Where's Chuck D when I need? I would love to see Public Enemy. I cannot make my my clock my uh my my camera will not work again. Let's see. Let me let me read this. I think we've seen enough of your face today, bro. Oh, <laughs> no, not a cuckoo clock, Walter. Uh, let me show you. I'll, I, I can show it to you. No, I can't because my fucking camera is not working right now. Uh, what a pain in the ass. Hold on one second. I'm going to uh, change my, I'm going to switch my camera over to my, nope, it's not working either, so. Looks like I'm fucked right now. Well, what a bummer, man. Well, the show was winding down anyway. Yeah, short has a face that would stop a clock. <laughs> or at least stop a camera. <laughs> or a camera, yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe we should just wind this down because I literally cannot get my camera to work. Look at that. It's not working. Can click blah 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 and uh, restart your browser. Okay, let me let me let me just try to reset. I'm, I might pop back out and pop back in. Hold on, really quick. All right. Mm -hmm. So what you guys was talking about earlier, Dan? Uh, I want to touch back on sure. the whole interview with uh, Chase Claypool. I yeah, thought yeah. I thought the question shouldn't have been asked if they it was going to have such a repercussion because of it. 
because to me, I think he just answered it honestly. Because I, I agree, none of, us, none of us would say that he was being used correctly. I agree. There has to be something beyond that. If that's the reason they really wanted to dump him for nothing, then the Bears need some thicker skin, you know? Oh, yeah. I think, honestly, it was a conversation they had, like, later on. You know, they had that conversation. You know, he had the interview and then probably called him in to talk to him about it. And he probably then said something more that, you know, exaggerated the situation. So. Yeah, he probably is like, "Yeah, this offense is bullshit, man. I'm not getting, I'm not gonna get paid because of fucking bullshit offense." Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking happened. That's that that right there is what I think happened. It's definitely a, a smart theory. You can hear me, right? Yes, yes, sir. Damn, man, this sucks that my camera just crapped on me. What the flying fuck? Anyway, yeah, we're winding down anyway. So, uh, you know, I mean, it a, it's been a good show. It's been fun. And, and hopefully, speaking of fun, the Bears can win two games in a row. That's what we're hoping for on Sunday. Well, if they do, then, then I'm hoping you will just stay home. I'm not staying home. I'm coming out for the Raiders game. I've got third row tickets on the 10 on yard line, thanks to my man Ron. So, damn it. I have to be there. I'm going to be with Heidi. And that's what a Raiders game. Yes. yes, and you will be. I, I will be blaming you, Dan, if we lose that game. <laughs> Pump your brakes, there, Shorty. I'm just saying, man. Can't be blaming no. Can't blame Dan. We we ain't that much of a superstitious sort of guy. Now stop. Oh no, it's Dan's fault. <laughs> I just wanted one more win, man. The Bears are one and nine with me in attendance. Can I get to two and nine? Oh, wait please. Wait a minute. You, you, they're that bad with you? Oh, yeah. You Don't show up, man. Don't show up. I, I'm showing up, man. I'm showing up. <laughs> Cliff, is this no man on BCP? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is. A... <laughs> I'm trying to show my face. I can't. <laughs> but no, I know. Seemed like when I played football way back when. Seem like football players are more superstitious than any other. I don't. Well, I didn't really play the other sports that much. I mean, I played basketball, a little bit of baseball, but football seemed like man. If I sit in this seat right here, the Bears win. If if they start winning, then if I moved, they start losing. It's like you. Well, I wear this pair of socks. They won, so I'm going to wear that pair of socks again. It we're so superstitious when it comes to uh, football. Seems like. I do that when they start losing. I'm start like, oh, what did I wear this hat when they lost this jersey? I start doing that, like trying to come up with different combinations, <laughs> and it's it's insanity because there's nothing that I'm doing exactly. with like the exactly. Bears players. The outcome is not being like Justin's touchdowns to DJ Moore had nothing to do with whatever the fuck I had on last Thursday night. Okay, <laughs> but next Sunday I'll probably let me wear the same shirt. <laughs> Let me sit in the same seat here. You know, hey, wait a minute. I throw out that old couch. I gotta bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I really want them to to turn it around, though. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm flip flopping because, again, my criticism was of him underperforming in the clutch, and it's only one game. But I want to be wrong. Again, I had no vitriol toward him. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. I really want him to succeed. And I'd love for us to be at the end of this season 
talking and about him getting extended. Like, oh, well, he got his fifth-year option, and they're going to sign him to a new deal. That's that's what I hope happens. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really want to happen. He seems like a great guy, character guy. Uh, he's a tremendous, tremendous athlete to save those high snaps from that fucking scrub white hair. Uh, he's man. We saw him running last year. He's unbelievable, and the the yeah. throws, some of the throws the other night was um, were unbelievable. So I want him to be our guy. Yeah, I just think he. I think he does need probably a tall receiver. I mean, EQ. I mean, he's tall, but seem like he maybe catch one pass a game or one pass a season. Any other game, <laughs> <laughs> one a season, right? <laughs> so, so because all all our receivers are what. Six one and shorter, other than EQ, and Mooney's even shorter than that, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's like five eleven. Yeah, he's so small, like he's like he's probably two hundred pounds or less. Because I think D, I think DJ and Velas are six one, I believe. And then uh, Mooney's five eleven. I think Scott's five ten. Uh, that punt returner, he's got to be like 5'10". EQ, I think, is like 6'4", 6'5". That DK Harry was 6'5". Yes, he was. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, oh, yeah, my bad. I, I, I really wanted him to, like, excel. He had a couple of big catches last year, but he's a Viking now, right? Yeah. I've, if nothing else, is on the practice squad, I believe. Oh, we should steal him then, bring him back. Yeah. Especially where we lost Claypool, because like we were saying, if – if St. Brown, if he's out for the Minnesota game, hypothetically, because he left the Washington game, Claypool's gone. Yep. Who's your third receiver, Valus? And they haven't thrown him a pass all year. Yeah, so I'm saying, who's number three? Like Tyler Scott. Yeah, well, we haven't seen much of him either. You know, I think he, I think he's taking over EQ's role of uh, one catch per game or one catch. <laughs> exactly, and he's supposedly a big speed guy, right? Yes. Yes. Well, let's throw some bombs to him, man. Like, just do the Willie Galt and just go. Yeah, we 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 need another one. I was hoping. I mean, I I wasn't a fan of the Claypool. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but I was I was more hoping for uh, uh, Nuke. Uh, what's his name? DeAndre Hopkins. I was hoping. Oh yeah, Hopkins, yeah. But he was unbelievable in Houston. I mean, I guess that was a while ago, but yeah, he's down in uh, Tennessee now. So yeah, they they could have had him. Sure, could have. That's what I was hoping for. So, I, but I just think we need another big body for Justin as that safety net. I agree, but I, I guess maybe we we'll, we can utilize Tanyan more now too, though. If uh, you know, and two tight ends, or even uh, Lewis, he's a big ass guy. And I, I love that little pass he caught the other night when Justin was in trouble, and he just kind of flicked it to him. That was yeah. a little Brett Favre like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I like that, man. I like he's I mean, he's old, but the dude's he's a horse. Yeah, oh, he, 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 humongous. Yeah, so we could use him more too, I think, you know. That's what Green Bay always used him against us. It would be like third and 18 and you'd be like, "Oh, Rodgers out of the pocket. They're about to sack him." And then he would throw across his body to Lewis who would get 16 or 17 yards. Yeah. yeah. Get the first down. It'd be out the rest of the game, but he would get that big first down reception against us. Yeah, but you need a receiver for like the backside. Remember, uh, you should remember this. Uh, Cutler described reason why he liked uh, what was that guy named with the last name A? That was his favorite. Devin receiver. Aroma should do. 
Yes, him. He liked him because he said, when I, on the front side, if whoever the receiver was, was covered, I could always come back to the back side to Devin, uh, Aroma should do, and he'll be open with that big body. That's how Jay described it. Right. I guess that's why I like Brandon Marshall, too. Yes. Yes. Brandon was so fucking good, man. I just, it's just, it's just, it's so horrible that he never got to participate in a postseason game. He was so talented. That was shit. Yeah, whole- I feel sorry for him for that, too. I agree. It's so good. I, he, he was at the Bears Packers game in week one. And they they had alumnus there, and like I said, Butkus was there too. And Butkus was drunk. It, it appeared to be in a good mood. If you all ever go to Soldier Field, you know, like after the quarter's over, they'll have like, you know, stump the current Bears or something yeah. like, and they'll have somebody on the sideline name five things that are in a locker room or some shit, and you're competing against one of the other Bears. And they had Butkus doing it, and Butkus just kept saying, uh. Let's beat the Packers' ass. And and the girl holding the mic got scared to death and was just like, um, Mr. Butkus, but what about, what about, you know, and he's like, let's beat the Packers' ass. He said it twice. He appeared to be drunk, but appeared to be in a good mood and was walking around. He had a cane, but he was on the sidelines, uh, like, during the first half, like the whole, I mean, you never thought this guy's going to die in a few weeks is what I'm saying. Did you uh, but, of? They say he died in his sleep, right? Probably yeah. a heart attack, yeah. Oh, heart attack? Okay. Pro- probably. Oh, okay, probably. Okay. But Brandon was there, and I and it was like they just had him in the middle of everyone else getting introduced like it, like he wasn't anybody, you know? Right. And when they showed, I'm like, the dude looks like he could play now. He's oh, yeah. in awesome shape. I mean, he's, he's, he, uh, he's a fucking beast still to this day. If nothing else, he can play tight end. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's been enough to play a tight end. So, but yeah, to to my point, though, I mean, I know it's next year, but I would want one this year. But I'm hoping for Marvin Harrison Jr., like Cliff uh, said in the chat. I would love him. He's six foot four. Oh, he'd be nice. Let's keep letting Carolina lose. <laughs> yeah, please. Yes, please. The Did the, the, the Lions beat them this weekend? Yes. Yes. Blew them out. 42 to 24. Wow. And then hopefully we beat them on that Thursday night game. You don't want to lose to them. It's like a double loss. You know? yeah. yeah. Fuck that, man. Well, guys, let's wrap this shit up because I can't even show my face anymore because of my camera for some reason. I keep trying. You know, to- there are blessings that we just have to be thankful for. <laughs> oh, you guys can't watch my dance on the way out. That's the problem. You guys are lucky. Guys, I love you. Can't see my dance to end the show. Hey, last one before we go. Did did Cohen ever get picked up? I know they said he was he was trying to get a tryout somewhere. Practice squad, didn't he? Where did he go? Apparently, it was supposed to be with the with the Panthers, but it did not work out. I don't think. Okay, okay. His wife I hearing something. Okay. His wife prematurely uh, put it out there on Twitter that he was joining the Panthers, but it wasn't confirmed because of his physicals. So he's so he's so lucky. That because that horrific oh. injury that they didn't even throw a flag on, which was in Atlanta that day that falls through that touchdown to win it to Anthony Miller. He's so lucky he had just signed that contract. Yes. The yeah. week before. I'm so happy for him because yeah. at least he's taken care of financially. With all the shit he's gone through in his entire life with his family and 
his brother dying and just, uh, you know, being poor growing up. Like, I am so fucking elated for the kid. Good for you. Yeah, I'm glad he got his money. And I'm glad that we can always praise the Bears for taking up uh, for Zach Miller, too, because he almost died on the field. Yep. And they put him on the roster the next year, knowing that he had no shot of playing just so he could have the insurance. And yes. Stay here with Johnny Knox. Yeah, yep. and Johnny, yep. man. Johnny, I heard he still walks with a limp. I bet. Well, that's why they're a class organization in that way, at least, you know. And look, Romongo, like, uh, you know, they bought him specialized wheelchairs and, oh, yeah. and, all, and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff trying to help Mongo. I mean, I don't know how they were back in the day because you hear those stories like, uh, what was his name? Uh, Atkins, number 81, big defensive end. Doug, back in the- Doug Atkins. Yeah, they were saying he was like living in a trailer broke at like 40 and like had no money and stuff. There are all these stories of guys maybe they didn't take care of back in the day, but they seem to, to be, it seems to be different now, you know? Yeah, for well, sure. You know, back then, you know, those older players, yeah, they didn't have that type of uh, contracts like the guys got this, the you know, these days. But, yeah, with back the, in the day, yeah. those guys don't have nothing. With the current uh, bargaining agreement, yes. Yeah. They, they didn't have that back then, so. They didn't. Yeah. Good for them now. So don't certain players get pensions now? Yes. Yeah, I think you get a pension if you've been in the league, what, three years full-time, I think? Insurance pension for, at the yeah. very least, yeah. Yeah, and you see, the older players that you're mentioning, like Atkins, I don't think they had pensions back then. Right. The question is, not trying to be controversial, but I heard somebody else say this. They were saying that's what OJ lives off of now. I wonder if I that's true. They said his NFL pension. I bet. Well, you can't get a gig nowhere. Yeah, I, I'm the only person in the world that has some. I don't want to say empathy for OJ or sympathy, but did if did you, did you all ever read the book that he had? If if I did it, dot 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 or whatever back in 05? the story made a lot of sense to me. I mean, quick. I know we're trying to wrap this up, but if the story is to be is to be believed, I could see it. Basically, Nicole's family is like, come on, Juice, you got to help her. She's on cocaine. You're the only person she'll listen to and blah, 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 blah. So he's going over there. Her family's like, you know, busting his balls. Come on, Juice, man, you got to step up. You're the only person she'll listen to. Get her in rehab. And he goes to her house, you know, and that fucking waiter shows up. I shouldn't say that because he was murdered too. Uh, But and according to the book, he and Nicole are talking. Goldman's there and like bucks up to OJ, you know, and like, is like, you know, I'll kick your ass essentially. And OJ is like 43 or four at the time. He's still a fucking man. He's a man. He's in shape, you know? And he's like, who the fuck are you? You know, essentially. And Ron Goldman allegedly brandishes a knife. Oh, wow. So, and OJ says like, he literally wakes up. I mean, he's just defending himself. And next thing you know, he's covered in blood and holding a knife. It's like the worst day of this guy's life. It's not like it was premeditated, if that is to be believed. And I remember reading that at the time. It, it seemed like it made sense. Like uh, he wasn't saying he couldn't come out and tell you he did it. But oh. does anyone honestly believe that OJ at the time was a premeditated kind of like a fucking insane killer? No, I didn't think so. That's what I'm no. saying. So I, I believe the story. So mm-hmm. this guy, the worst day of this guy's life is all he's noted for now. And it's unfortunate. Most crimes of passion are, you know, like uh, not premeditated. It's like 
acting off of impulse. Right. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I really can't offer my honest opinion about it because it's like, there's so many different variables for me. Well, guys, my, my face is no longer available for my camera. So, uh, I keep trying. It's not working. So let's, uh, wrap this shit up. Go bears. Let's get a win Scott. Sunday. We got it. We got a big game this Sunday. Chris Watts coming in this Thursday. Um, I'm going to pick him up from the airport. We're going to be doing the broadcast live from BCP while we pick up, while I pick up Chris from the airport. I envision Chris being like Paul Hogan and Crocodile Dundee when he comes to New York. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to do the whole thing live uh, on, on the air with Chris coming in from, from O'Hare, landing, uh, walking out to the truck where I pick him up, and then vice versa. It's going to be a fun show. And then um, we're going to try to do the uh, the uh, show on Wednesday with Lynn Hayden. Um, I am in, in Chicago and visiting friends and family. So uh, I'll, I'll try to make that happen. Uh, if, if I can't, I apologize. But we will be we, we, we will definitely be here um, next week for the Thursday show with Chris. I'm not sure if we can do the Dan show uh, last call at House Hall again on Monday, but we will try. But my internet sucks where I'm going to be, so it's going to be a, a pain in the ass to do shows from there. So I will try my best, and I hope you guys can tune in and watch. I, we love you guys. Thank you so much from uh, in chat for joining us. You guys are what makes this shit go around. Mayhem, Cliff Victoria, James Ford, Squeegee, J2K, Zach Sullivan. Zach Sullivan, you're the man, man. Making a BCP clock for me. Really appreciate you. Your flavor flave clock. Yes. Going to wear it around my neck. A huge clock around my neck. Appreciate you guys so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we will see you. Hopefully. Can I also say before you go... I, I should point out that OJ was acquitted of those charges. I mean, because I don't want to make it sound like I was presumptuous of his guilt there. That's the prevailing thought of people. I, I I don't know. I it, It's not my for me to say, but he was acquitted. Let me just point that out. 100%, yes. So, however you want to look at it. I was a fan of his. Let me just say that again. Me too. I liked him as Nordberg. I loved him on NBC and even Monday Night Football before that. So Nordberg loved it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and Guns were the, were the best movies. I'm just yes. Yes. yeah, exactly. The best. Nordberg, what the hell are you doing in Detroit? <laughs> you know, he got underneath the bus, got stuck. The Hearst commercials and shit. They were all awesome. <laughs> jumping over people to like run through the airport. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that 30 for 30 that they did on him that was like five, six, seven hours or whatever was really good. Really, really thorough if you all uh, have any interest in the subject. For sure. His entire life. I mean, even going back to like his youth and it, it's it's so, I know you want to go, but it, it's very good. Cliff Victoria, fun show. Better than watching Green Bay. Mayhem, bear down. J2K, good show, everyone. Thank you. Or good night, everyone. Thank you, J2K, Mayhem, Squeegee, Cliff Victoria, James Ford, 
Mo Beerman, Mr. Mayhem. Thanks you, thank you all for joining us tonight. It's a uh, an exciting week with Cliff. Uh, sorry, with Chris Watts coming in in uh, three days now. It's going to be a fun show this Thursday while I pick them up from the airport and you guys all watch it happening live. So make sure you turn it, tune in for that because I'm going to be doing that like loop around O'Hare Airport, you know? You, you guys know the loop where I am I'm like waiting for him to come out and I have to pick him up. It's going to be fun. It's all, it's all going to be live, recorded here on BCP on real-time video. So make sure- We need sure to get him an American girl- and he can marry her and become an American citizen. And then the, bear, the Bears will win it and he'll get laid. Yes. And we'll make, sister. Yes. We will make him an American citizen. Exactly. <laughs> by by proxy. <laughs> but if he marries somebody. Well, well I, I might get like 10% from that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's the hot ass girl's name that that She's like the queen now, the really, really fucking beautiful one. Uh, Megan, oh, she wasn't, a, yeah, yeah, she wasn't, an, she's an American girl. She's over there, with, or they're over here now, right? Either way, she can be a citizen over there. So Chris can be a citizen here. Yes. Let's make him a, a citizen. You got, you find a guy with your woman, I might stay. No, not a guy. We need him a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you all in chat so much for hanging out with us tonight like uh i i'm i apologize for my uh my video stream getting completely fucked up tonight but it is what it is you know it's it's the internet it's youtube but uh thank you all for joining us tonight dan awesome show pj thanks for hopping in later um love you all guys and uh we will see you on bcp in uh two days with um lynn hayden for the the lowdown with lynn hayden on that show so love all you guys talk to you soon we'll see you on bcp and on a one two three let's do a fucking bears ready oh right oh. james simpson <laughs> well played pj <laughs> all right one two three Bears! Bears! <laughs>